up, guys? It's Alex Ray, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hi, this is Colt Fasciati. You're listening to Moto X Pod Show. Welcome to the Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. Going on, everybody. We're back. Crazy week last week. Uh, show, and I hope that show even made sense because I know everything was recorded out of order. But we're back, episode two thirty this week. Title sponsor. Thankfully, they're still on board. They haven't left us yet. Cherries USA. For decades, Cherries USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories of products that fit perfect, look great, and last. Cherries has what you need. They're proud sponsors of Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, and many more. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chin guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit a cherriesusa.com. And support the Our Title Sponsor. Follow them on Instagram, and always let them know you're listening. Of course, our co-title sponsor, Racetech, Racetech Privateer Spotlight. Um, I think we got one of those coming up tonight, possibly. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. When you're getting your oil changed, getting revalved, MOTOXPOD to save. Fly Racing on board. X-Brand Goggles Works Connection. You guys need a whole shot device? Elite Clutch Perch? Any of that good stuff they sell, Moto XPod 20 to save on checkout. Also, Torque One Racing on board. We just got done recording a new Torque One commercial. It's not finished yet, but Scotty knocked it out of the park. Our Jerky on board. Our Jerky. If you guys need some snacks for the next race, hit up eatourjerky.com. Use promo code Moto XPod 21. Uh, I've got to send some of that stuff out this week to a couple people. Berm Lords, graphics, and jersey ID. If you want your graphics done for your bike, you want to freshen it up, you want to redo the lettering or new lettering on some jerseys, graphics at bermlords.com. Shock Socks, also on board. Williams Motor Works for all your engine uh, engine power packages, cams, porting, transmission, ECU. Williams Motor Works can hook you up. Extreme Colors, you want a custom-painted helmet. There's a couple in the studio right there at the end of the table. Those are from Extreme Colors. Uh, Kirk kicks butt out there, three ninety five for a custom painted helmet. Uh, if you hit me up or hit, let him know that you're a listener, fifty dollar discount. Can't beat that. Scotty, we gave you some blood lubricants recently. The new Barracuda line is out. Multiple weights, better protection, better performance, and it lasts longer. Bloodlubricants.com. Use promo code MotoX and get you some Barracuda. Power band racing for the WP suspension guys and True Fusion Sports. And a new sponsor on board. I failed to mention them last week with the storm and all the stuff going on. Grill Your Ass Off is on board with the Moto X Pod show. You guys cook and grill and all that good stuff. 
Go to grillyourassoff.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Uh, we have some sample packs right here. We're going to do a couple trivia questions. One for YouTube. We're going to do it here in a minute. And we're going to do one a little bit later for the audio guys listening. So what's up, Scotty? What's going on, Dark Side? How's it going, man? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm sorry. I'm looking at a text from work, making sure we don't have a problem. But um, yeah, it's going good, man. A uh, lot to talk about, really, because we didn't get to do our intro last week nope. because the power went out Yep. as soon as we got done recording with... Actually, I talked to Daniel Blair. After our show, I recorded with Daniel Blair for the wrap-up. You're like, yeah, then, I, I got to go. It's about to... Power's about to go out and not but 30 seconds yeah, later. It was power out, went out. Trees were falling. It was nuts. But hey, this week, episode 230... Enzo Lopes coming on. I think it's his first time on the show, if I'm not mistaken. I have interviewed him at races, but not on the show. Benny Bloss made his return a couple weeks ago. He's going to come on tonight. And Charles Caslew, who a lot of listeners know, was with 100% goggles for years. He recently uh, switched over to, he's working for Stasic. He's moving Smart back move. to Texas. So we're going to get Charles Caslew on. We're going to talk to him. Uh, real quick, the giveaway. Okay, grow your ass off sample pack. On YouTube. You guys are on YouTube right now. You have a trivia question, Scotty. Yes. Ask your trivia question. First person gets it right, gets this sample pack. Gets it right Once through. They, if you find a winner, make sure they can, email me their address and everything. But go ahead. Can, can we wait to do this? Because I feel like all of our normal YouTube guys aren't quite all on here yet. Sure. Yep. So let's do that maybe like in between okay. a couple of guests. Because I well, don't feel do like we have then. our full let's YouTube Let's do the one group. for the people that maybe don't listen on YouTube or watch on YouTube. They're listening later. I'm going to ask a tri- I got a trivia question for a grill your ass off sampler pack, seven flavors, including gunpowder steak and brisket seasoning, Willie Pete chicken seasoning. You've heard Steve and Kiefer talk about that. The Madu steak seasoning, Claymore Cajun seasoning, pop smoke, taco and fajita seasoning, infidel pork, crispy mango habanero. habanero. Anyway. Well, trivia- okay. So which one of those have you tried? Almost all of them. My cabinet is full of the big jars of them. Okay, um, so yeah, I'm, them all. I'm a them I'm a Uncle Chris's gourmet steak seasoning guy. Okay. Get it at the store. Where have you ever had that before? Nope. It's like the you know the the spices that has a little Spanish lady on them that they, sure. they have. Not really. Okay. Well, anyways, I, I only know grill your ass off. You are a man of the of, of the of brand. Sponsors, yes, 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 absolutely. Well, okay, I'm trying to find something close to that because that's yeah, my I have favorite. No idea what it tastes like, but um, well, that was a failed conversation. Yeah, but we sorry, can move man. along. I will give you one of these seasoning, these packs if you that want. That works. Since you are part of the show. I appreciate that. I think that. we've decided you're part of the show. Um, but yeah, yeah. We're gonna do this. So, I'm, only, I'm only on like my 62nd episode. Right. <laughs> Here's the trivia question. Send your answers to motoxpodshow at gmail.com and I will pick a winner before the next race, next show. But the trivia question is, where does Kyle Chis... Oh, you know what? You have to send them before Saturday. So they have to be sent in by by Friday night, this Friday night. Where does Kyle Chisholm finish in Foxborough? So wait, which is he doing two fifties or four fifties? Yeah, 450s? this is the East Race, so he'll okay. be two fifty. That's that's I, I, he'll be with Star. So where does he finish in Foxborough? Mm, that's a good one. And Closest. If we get no, we got to get it right. If nobody gets it right, we'll move it on to the next week or something. So, so you won't even go to closest after that. Nope. No. Okay. Nope. nope. Got to get it right. Got to hit it dead on. So I need him by Friday. Or, yeah, Friday night. I don't, I don't even want to take it. If they're Saturday morning, it's too late. And we'll send these things out. So, if you guys want some, grill your ass off. Uh, the Mannequin Head, also. We did the Name the Mannequin Head contest. We we have... That's right. 
Yeah, we have a bunch of entries. It's hard to point the right way. There it is. Right For those of you that don't know what finger. the hell I'm talking about, uh, Jilly, who cut my hair, sent a mannequin head in the mail, not packaged up. It's just a mannequin head with like written tattoos on it. Very creepy. And we need to name it. So it's on YouTube right now. Mm, excuse me. Uh, Scotty, so we got a few entries. It's got some pretty si- sick ink, too. I mean, it's- yep. I don't know how many we have on YouTube right now. Look at, we, that. Look at that lightning uh, eye tat. The thing's fierce. <laughs> How many people do we have on YouTube right now? Um, <laughs> is it just dead? We got two. Wow. What is the deal? I I don't know. You, I don't know. It's there's, Screw it, then. We're not even doing this. Nobody, if they ain't watching, fuck. Well, that, I don't know if this me. is right, because more than two people have commented. Yeah? But it, this says well, two watching right now. All right. Well, we'll save that then. I don't... That irritates me. I'm a little frustrated with that. Well, we didn't do one last week, so maybe they're... I don't know. There was a storm. Uh, okay. Grill your ass off. We did that. So, last week, something we did not get a chance to talk about, at St. Louis, Chad Reed came out on the 04 YZ250 for a hot, hot lap. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, I like that. Not my favorite rider in the world. Dude. But still pretty damn cool. That one take he had through the whoops was like you could tell like Tomac was kind of riding behind him and then like you just hearing that two stroke hit whoops like that it's been a long time since I heard something like that and like you could tell Tomac was like giving it a little sauce through there because he got a little he got a little kick yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end and Chad Reed was just like dot, 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 <laughs> straight like straight as an arrow and I was right. like that old that old flywheel on that old YZ250 was that thing was solid so yeah. I don't I thought that was cool I thought it was a a good way to celebrate like that because he had he had a lot of success at that stadium. Uh-huh. So, and it, I didn't realize this at the time. I don't think Yamaha really had much to do with that. He built that bike on his own. He like uh, yeah. I heard that he built it off of like spare parts. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, it probably, yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see a little nostalgia. A lot yeah, of people thought that was pretty cool. So I I, I thought that was interesting. Um, St. Louis was pretty devastating with crashes. I mean, look, we've had Enzo who we're gonna have on tonight with a pretty big crash. Uh, Josh Varees went over the bars. Uh, Jet Lawrence last week, he kind of put a block pass on Chiz, which he and I, Jet and I are going to have to have a talk the next <laughs> time I see him about that. It's a little unnecessary. Uh, that's Chiz. You need to respect your elders, Jet, because now I'm mad and we're going to, yeah, we're going to have a talk. Dean Wilson's crash was not cool. That, Dude, you heard him on Pulp last 10 night. 10 inches deep. Yeah. Holy Crap. Yeah, Just, my leg's not even 10 inch like that's not that's like all the way inside of him bro <laughs> 10 inch laceration yeah man poor dino so and then of course amar got ejected over the bars kp went down with you know broken mm. vertebrae yeah yeah dino and kp were chilling with each other yeah, in the hospital just, yeah man, we're crazy but then you know so we can't really get into a whole lot of that just because of time but like did anything stand out with st louis last week for you and honestly I, all i've been Triple thinking crown? about was was uh uh, at Atlanta. Okay. Well, let's just move on to Atlanta. Well, well I mean, we don't have to. Um, let's 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 move on to Atlanta. Speedway race. Okay. Well, oh. Let's do. I can I can transition from St. Louis to Atlanta. Can you now? Yes. Okay. okay. After, this is we we've seen this a couple times this season. Seeing Mooskin, he he won the overall of the Triple Crown. Yeah. Won a race. Okay. Did some things that would made us notice, and then this weekend at Atlanta once again was in like. What did he end up like tenth, ninth? I think maybe something like that. Wasn't great. Wasn't great. Like like, 
I, I guess he's just one of those one-hit wonders now. He's just getting to that point where you know, maybe one week, everything in that specific well, track works. And, a lot of those guys outside the top three or four are just mixing. Like, they're one week they're in fourth or third, and the next one they're in sixth. I mean, it's just they're all kind of... Yeah, but Moosekin has kind of done that. I mean, like, yeah. how do you go from winning to... Well, he only won one race. Yeah, but, I mean, he was the most consistent guy that week. That weekend, yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he's that, good at Triple Crowns. Which that was my transition numbers, from... He's good at Triple Crowns. Yeah. No, there you go. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll just give him the Triple Crown bonus. Like, he, he's just better there. But Atlanta... So, looking at the track map, I was like, this track's a joke. This is going to be the worst race I've ever seen. It's going to totally blow. It looked awful. And it actually turned out to be pretty decent racing. I like the I like the the big red clay jumps. Mm. I like the there was a couple of things that I thought were kind of weird. I think the weather may have had to they've had to have changed. Maybe some some of it didn't turn out quite like they had anticipated because of the weather, I think. Mm. But for the most part, I, I think the layout's cool. Probably could have done a couple of things here and there that little different. I thought like that that little double thing after the finish line into the corner was kind of awkward they were it, they looked really weird in the air and then i didn't like that there wasn't like a final obstacle to like maybe get a edge on right before the finish line like there was no final finish line corner or really anything yeah, that they could really kinda, set kinda yeah they couldn't really set up a finish line pass which we didn't really get close to any of that ha- even happening anyways right. but i thought it was cool i mean i wouldn't have I would. I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't have been surprised if you told me that Hunter was going to win the two hundred and fifty shootout. But I also wasn't. Wouldn't have bet on it either. So no. But I, I thought it was cool. It was entertaining. Yeah, Jason wins another one. That's great to see. Uh, I I just and I'd love to see if we you know ifs and buts kind of thing. But if you could just go back and a couple of those little crashes, a couple of the bike issues, and see <laughs> like the the points lead will be so much smaller. If not for a couple little things, Dude, I was thinking close. about that today. Not only because you can tell that maybe there's a conversation in the star tent with Christian and with Eli, like, "Hey, you get into second or third, just kind of, just let's just win the title. You don't have, to, you know, let's." They kind of both showed that they kind of both stayed about two, a couple seconds behind first place and just yeah. kind of center in. So a couple of things happen with Anderson. Hunter doesn't have Hunter doesn't have that crash Anaheim three, mm-hmm. and then does this these two wins? It's like a I think they're either almost tied or like maybe like two point difference. It's yeah, a, it wouldn't be much. Yeah, so one or two things, and we really have crazy title bites, title fights in both of those classes. Yeah, it's always that way though, right? Just oh, if, if this didn't happen or if that didn't I know happen, it's, but it, it's, it's you, you kind of look at it, and go man, it could be so much. Like, I these, know the, all these championships are about to be wrapped up, and it's kind of like eh. You know, yeah. we're going to Salt Lake City and like all the championships might be and, wrapped up the week before. And then if as if I didn't need any more motivation to start having my sights set on outdoors, I'm hearing rumors that Hurlings is going to race. Mm-hmm. And that, that, I don't think it's rumors. I think it's happening. Well, it whether, like whatever, happening. if it's official, when it becomes official, I am like, yeah, I'm, I'm already looking at that. Yeah, I, I've heard it. It is happening. Like, it's not. It makes sense. I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, right. it's, the, I mean, why, why would you not? Put yourself in an opportunity to do a full season where you can. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, um, what did you think of the day race? So that was a big topic too I, last night on Pulp, and it's like it's something. Kiefer and I were actually talking just a little while ago, and I'm gonna I'll talk. I'm gonna tell the story on. I'm gonna tell the story tomorrow night I, on the wrap up probably. But I, did, I didn't. Uh, we fans Moto Limited show said that Marvin had a pretty big crash first lap. I didn't realize that. So that explains. That's right. 
My yeah, Marvin theory. Yeah, that is right. Thanks, either Nick or Trent. Appreciate. It's probably Trent. Nick doesn't know shit. Well, and also I've still had problems. I almost guarantee that's Nick. I've still had problems with. I haven't get to watch the. Usually, I watch the races two or three times over before we come to the show, so I catch everything. Yeah. But I'm still having issues with Peacock won't cast for me right, so I'm not getting to. Wa- I don't know. It's driving me nuts. I'm almost you done my have problems. I'm almost I, they, they find me, man. I don't. I don't look <laughs> for them. I promise. Um. Man, I forgot what I was getting ready to say. Now. Yeah, I interrupted. I yeah, apologize. You just screwed me up. Yeah. Way to go. Oh, Ruined night shows. Show. Night shows and day races. For the day race versus night show. I'm not a big fan of the day race for the same reason they were talking about, or like JT was saying last night, is the vibe and the, the show, the quote yeah. in. I remember the story. I actually thought about it today and I texted everybody in a group text that was on Pulp last night. I was like, look, man, I remember before, this is probably eight years ago, before I was media and just a fan. And my ex-wife and I went to Houston to go to the race, and she was taking forever to get ready. We're like hotel right across the street, could walk to the stadium, and I was just like, "Come on!" Just like I was anytime we went to do anything, and she just was not in a big hurry. She had to get you know hot, and then they're like, "Well, we got to grab some food," and I missed almost all of opening ceremonies, and I was furious. Big fight ruined my night because at that time, like I got to see one, maybe two races a year and opening ceremonies, the lasers, the the explosions, all that stuff. That was important to me. Like I want to see the videos. I want, that is part of the experience. Uh, and, and Steve and, and, um, Kiefer and those guys are a little bit jaded by by that because they do go every week for the most part. Yep. And I've realized like this year, there's a couple of races. I I don't think at Glendale I watch open ceremonies at all. I just was like, no, nope, we were stuff. trying to get as much. You were trying to get as much interviews as could. Yeah, I was like, whatever, man. It's I've seen it, or you know, it's not the same. But people that maybe maybe they live in Foxborough, and this is the only race they're going to, and maybe they didn't get to go to a race last year. The whole experience is very very important to those people. Yeah. So the day races to me do take away a little bit. Like Kiefer's like talking about the the jet flyover. That's pretty cool, but. I think the lasers, the monitor with the the intro videos, the music, the you know the the explosions and different the flamethrowers if the monster girls yeah. have them. That's if you I, miss out on that during the day, that kind of sucks. I just don't it, the whole thing in a in the in a nutshell doesn't make sense to me because the whole point of those races is a fan experience. Come in, buy a monster energy, you get into the pits. I won, man. I found can beside the road. Well, okay. Well, anyways, uh, procure a Monster Energy can. Sure. Uh, come to the come to the pits. Lot. That's where the that's where they those people can reach fan experience, marketing. That's the whole point. Why would you purposely shorten that time frame? Because even if you do open the gates at nine, yeah, there's going to be your diehards that are going to be there, but you you're going to lose a lot of people that normally. Would might you might find in the pits at two or three in the afternoon? Now you lose those people. So yeah. from that aspect alone, I don't quite understand why they would move brush everything. Like it's a night thing. Day racing is outdoors. Like I, I, I would assume the trade off of being on national TV because that one was on NBC. Yeah, they played on actual NBC. Yeah, so there's they're they're hoping that the which if they really we've and I've talked about this before if they really wanted to get that that coverage of showing it on the national tv just re-air it on the next sunday let us watch it like we normally do and then re-air that on sunday I'm sure there's some but uh algorithm type as thing i'll like quote one of our fans nbc sucks so 
I do not think they'll be on NBC next year. The contract's up. Nothing's to, been done yet. To me, as a fan that that, that watch, has watched almost every Supercross for, for I can't even remember how long that that fourteen to like seventeen eighteen era where they were on uh, FS one and FS two did I felt like that was like they killed it like yeah. F, like FS FS the Fox Sports Network like they made they made it more appeasing to everybody I think NBC focuses on the younger family crowd, which I, I, I get the reasons for doing that. But I, I feel like that Fox Sports era killed it. That yeah, it was good. Yeah, for what I remember. I don't know what they're going to do, man. Like, I, I'm worried. Like, Kristen Beat actually called me the other day and was talking about some TV stuff, just shooting the, the crap. And, like, my fear is, like, Outdoors is back on OLN, Outdoor Life Network. That's not a very big network. Do they have an app? Are we going to have to just – are we going to have to, like – how am I going to watch it? I don't have OLN because I don't have cable. Yeah. Do I have to pay for that? Maybe I do. And like, I'm a little bit concerned about the availability of it. Is it yeah. going to be like, is there an app? I didn't even know is, if there still was an OLN yeah, network. That's where it's going. So are there, are there replays? Are we going to have, to, are we going to go back to having commercials? You know what? Is, like that kind of worries me a little bit. There's got to be some kind of program that they're going to do. Like, I hope so, but we don't know. What is the OLN? Is that that really that big of a network where they're going to have all that? Well, they're probably tied to somebody. Maybe I don't know, but it worries me. I don't want Supercross on OLN. I don't. Supercross won't be on OLN. May, hopefully not. But where's it going to go? We don't know, right? It could go to something like that, though. Yeah. If Fox or NBC or CBS doesn't offer them what they're looking for, I don't know what they're looking for. I think. Feld wants to use their damn people, including Daniel Blair, and not be told you have to use this person and this person. Yeah. And that's part of the contract is those people, Lee Diffie and um, I'm blanking on the other guy that from this last weekend. The other announcer that was on this this weekend, not Lee, it wasn't Lee this weekend. It was Lee was there. Or the he weekend was, before. The other. Oh, American, Todd. Todd, yeah. Those guys, like, they have a certain number of races. They are contractually obligated to be, to you, Feld is to use them. So yeah. I don't think Feld's going to go with somebody like that. Feld wants to use, from what I understand, their people, which is Ricky and Daniel and Kristen, you know, right. Will. So, hope, yeah, I, I don't know. I hope it – I feel like maybe announcer-wise, maybe we'll get Daniel more, right? Yeah. With whatever they do. I'm hoping that we'll get Daniel more with whatever they do. But then at the same time, is the TV package going to be as good – as the options we have with Peacock where you can watch some of the old races, you know, you have race day live, like who knows what's going to happen. I'm sure they'll figure it out, but it's got me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We only got a few minutes before we got to get Enzo on. Uh, Anything else you want to talk about before? um, Moto limited show had asked, what's the story with Voland dark side? (laughs) I'm the way I read that was that you, maybe you have some inside information. No, I, I thought about Colin Talon and I didn't. Um, if I was to guess, Moto Limited Network in Australia, Nick and Trent. <laughs> uh, I, if I was to guess, he recently went to Alden's. I think he's too young for that crap, man. He's too young to, for that. Like that that program really wears guys well, down over a period of time, and he's young. He's not. How old is he? 19, 18, 19? Oh, I think he's like seven. No, he's he's older than Jet. Uh, okay. He's okay. eighteen, almost maybe, nineteen. Yeah, maybe eighteen. Okay. How way. how old was Carmichael when he started that with Alden? Twenty. Yeah. I I think it's the I think that program. He doesn't need to be there. That's my opinion. I don't. I think it's 
changing like how he does things. He he's, he's probably uh, the the strictness, the diet, yeah. the, the the cycling. It's a little different than he, what he's used to, and I don't think that's been beneficial to him. He he got he fell back out so fast that I didn't even know he was back. Yeah, like I didn't even weird. I didn't even hear the story that he was racing again. I didn't even know that. Well, he hasn't made either of the he hasn't qualified yeah. in the two races he's been back, and that's got me a little bummed out, man. I I think. I don't think him being at Alden's is doing him any favors right now. That whole story is kind of interesting to me because I remember when when he was getting to that age, that 16, 17-year-old age, they, when we talked to uh, uh, Talon about this, they, they were playing the slow game that they were going to well, yeah, take, years, yeah. do all this. And then seemed like overnight, all of a sudden, the opportunity came where he was in there, and yeah. I like they completely went against like their original plan and well, I, I think it was going to do this you're you're going to lose this opportunity the ride at KTM. well then shame on ktm for doing that because it clearly has affected him they the plan did not they did not get to execute their plan like they'd been working for for right. years yeah. and i think he needed those couple of years of more development yeah i mean he still has one more year but i think there's been since his injury coming back he's not the same guy right now now he may maybe he has some lingering stuff but I think the move to Alden's, I don't know that it's, I just don't feel like it's been good for him. I think it took him out of his element working with Talon and, um, you know, his, his guys that he works with normally. But, yeah, I, I, I hope, I hope for the best though. I like that family. I, I like, I, I like his attitude and we've had him on the show a couple of times and he's a solid kid and ho- hopefully he can work it out. You know, he's not, yeah. we, he's not done yet. I mean, he has plenty of time, but it, this outdoor season, he needs to have some good rides. But we're about to take our first commercial break, and my guess is a lot of the people skip over the commercials. Um, we're working on new commercials. This first commercial break is going to be a, a normal one. We haven't replaced everything yet. But the second commercial break, three new commercials. My stepdaughters and one of their friends came over and helped out. I did one of them. They're kind of fun, I think. So at least give them a listen. Let me know what you think. The girls had a blast recording these commercials. Like, they want to do podcasts and stuff now. They just thought it was super cool. So do me a favor, and like I said, after Enzo, we'll play that group of commercials. They're all new. Uh, I want to know what you guys think. Um, I don't really listen to all the commercials on Pulp either. As a matter of fact, though, in that group, I don't have my notes. Somewhere there's a new race set commercial, and I think it may be in that group. That just Is that right? We were listening to them earlier, Scotty. I'm almost sure it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be in that group. Um and funny story, I'm so we got three minutes. So I did this new commercial for us for Race Tech. Right. I sent it to Checkers, and Checkers was like, "Send that to Steve. I'll make him play it." And I was like, "Okay." So at the end, it's like, "Hey, visit racetech.com and use pro- promo code MotoXPod." And I said, "All right, well, I'll change it to use Steve's code." And Checkers was like, "No, leave yours. Yeah. Let's see if he catches it." <laughs> so we sent it over. And he did. He emailed Checkers back yesterday and was like, hey, the, the wrong code's in there. I was so hoping during Pulp last night he would play our commercial with the Moto X pod. He's not going to miss a dime that's going out the door, not. bro. I guess not. He, but he caught look, it. He can't, he, look at his house, man. He's yeah. got to get it where he can. But I think he is going to use the the main part of the commercial, and I just I just tonight re-recorded the ending with his promo code, his, his discount code. But anyway, that's pretty funny. Anyway, check them out for me, man. We'll be right back with Enzo Lopes. What's up, guys? This is the 7 Juice Trade out of Entercam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards, 
in 2020. They are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo Senya. Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to eksbrand.com or email darksidemx3 at aol.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then if you're looking for top quality hard parts you need to visit torque one racing torque one racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the moto x pod show find the flow with torque one racing handlebars levers shifters brake pedals and grips torque one racing is the title sponsor of the moto x pod show so support those who support us visit torqueoneracing.com and order your defy lock on grips today all right, our first guest of the night is brought to you by our title sponsor at Cherubies USA and also by Works Connection. Since 1989, Eric Phipps's goal has been to produce Works Light products for the general public. With products like the Industry Standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Customized Master Cylinder Covers, and much more, it's hard to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save tonight. Acherbies and Works Connections bring us from Muckoff, FXR, Club, MX, Yamaha, Enzo Lopes. What's up, buddy? What's up? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I don't think, you know, I've talked to you at the races, but I don't think I've ever had you on the show, which kind of is stupid on my part. No, yeah, no, it's my first time. I actually don't do much of them, but yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know if you realize, like, we, uh, we've talked a few times, but I, I got to spend some time with you in the truck at Dallas with Weege and Steve and just the whole team was in there because it was cold as crap outside. And, dude, I was, like, cracking up at you. Like, you're a funny guy. Well, I've been around Phil, so I try my best. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, I was not going to bring up Phil because every time Mathis talks to you, he brings up Phil. So I was going to try to save you that that, <laughs> that conversation. No, it's, it's hard because now I'm living with the guy. So oh, gosh. I mean, you talk about Phil, we talk about Andrew, you talk about Andrew, you talk about Phil. It's it's funny because like we actually we, we I'm I'm staying at his place right now, so we live together. And then at the track, we're always together. Like even when he crashed, I almost crashed with him because I hit his bike. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, dude, even like all the other races, I'm like, dude, you fucking kidding me? We're literally always together. Like, yeah. give me a break or something. That that'll drive you crazy being around him that much. Yeah. yeah, no. Well, that was <laughs> yeah, actually so all one the jokes. Oh, all the jokes I know, I've learned from him. 
<laughs> love it. Well, well, that was actually one of my questions because uh, I was at the Dallas Supercross. I was underneath y'all's tent, and Phil was there. And like there was a kid, like a teenage kid, sitting out of the and like the fans, and he need, he was not wearing a jacket, and it was like. 40-something degrees in Dallas. Phil, like, gave him his jacket. Oh, you didn't tell me this. That's cool. Yeah, and then, like, his per- like Phil's personal jacket yeah. gave it to him. And then you hear him, like, on Pulp, and he's like, we don't have nine lives, we're not cats. <laughs> and so, like, my my question to you was, like, what's what's the Phil sitting on the couch with the a- with the AC going, like, 64 degrees because he don't want to turn the heat on or whatever? Like, what's that Phil? Like, what's a good story of that Phil? No, he, dude, he, it's, it's funny because, like, yeah, he wants to keep the lights off the whole day, even at night. And then I'll turn it on. He'll stress about it. And then, yeah, like everything. Electricity, it's a big problem. Like if I hit the drawer too hard, he'll yell at me. <laughs> he's like, he's looking for stuff, you know, yeah. to kind of like for to bother about it. But uh, no, like right now, obviously, he's got a, a broken arm. So he's miserable times too. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. (laughs) The thing about him for me, like I've got to visit with him a few times and I I think some of, I mean, he, I I think some of it is just to to mess with people, you know, like to mess with you or to mess with Steve, but like, he's really a nice guy. He is always super friendly. He's not like a butthole. He's not grouchy. He just, he's just, I don't know. He's got that black cloud over his head. He just kind of plays it up. He's a character. Yeah, no, he's, dude, he's like one of the nicest guys I've, I've met. He's just, uh, yeah, he likes to, I guess, like pick on people. Is, yeah. That's how you say, yeah. Let's talk about you, man. Um, how How was the decision, you know, year, a few years ago to come over from Brazil? Was that something that you, or come up from Brazil, was that something that you had always wanted to do and you just kind of made it work? Or, you know, did the opportunity come up and you were like, oh, let's try it? Well, to be honest, like, uh, well, I grew up racing in Brazil and then like I was like eight times like national champion, like right. 55, 65. And then, well, actually the first time I raced here was 09. I raced at Lake Elsinore. So I came with my family to watch the U.S. Open at the time. Yeah. And then on the way there, we saw the track at Lake Elsinore on the highway. And then we stopped by and they had this race. And then we actually met this family there, and they said, oh, you, Andrew, you can borrow this kid's bike. And I, But I didn't have any gear. And so we went to Langston store, which was on the right by the track, you know, so I bought all the gear. And then I, I, we went to watch US Open that day, came back the other the next day. So I, I raced there on Sunday, I think it was. So that was my first race in America. And then I did quite well. So then my, my family really stepped up. And then from 2010 on, that when my like story kind of started here in America. Yeah. Obviously the beginning was pretty tough. You know, we didn't really know like the big races and stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just got to give it up to my family, you know, and, uh, like money wise was really tough on us too. Cause like right now, $1 is like five from our money. Oh wow. So yeah. Parents. Yeah. So my parents really spent a lot of money, but, uh, yeah, from two, well, 2011, I got second at Laredo's at 65. And then I went to Europe to race the World Juniors, and then I got second as well. So then I, w- I went to be a part of the Orange Brigade team, and then yeah. I, w- I was a I was the youngest Red Bull athlete ever. So that was pretty cool too. So then things just started to kind of like roll in a good way, you know. But uh, yeah, for me, like uh, it was always a dream, you know. It's funny because I grew up watching like Chad Reed, Carmichael, <laughs> and like I kind of know all this the guys now, you know. Yeah, I rode with Chad at JGR, someone I 
I grew like I grew up looking at guy on TV, so that was pretty badass, you know, to be where I am now. I'm just uh, I'm just grateful, man. I'm just grateful for everything. That's awesome. I, I want to touch on your family bringing you up here, but before I do that, you just mentioned Chad Reed and being a fan of his. You know, when you're growing up, how cool was it to see him last weekend on that two stroke during uh, the hot lap? Oh, that was fucking badass. The sound <laughs> of the bike, him hitting the wolves, dude. That was all time. Yeah, that was cool. I wish I'd been there for that. That that's some nostalgia right there. I didn't really like his over jump on the tunnel. But... <laughs> right? Yeah, over the tunnel. Yeah, I bet he got scared on that one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. His butt puckered a little bit. He's like, ooh, <laughs> too old for this. <laughs> but but as far as your family, man, this like that's so impressive because I'm thinking like when I was that age, there's no way my parents are going to take me to another country. And like, you got to, you know, I don't, there's probably a little bit of a language barrier. There's like figuring out the maps, figuring out where you're going to stay. Like, that's a lot of logistic stuff that says a lot about your parents and their, uh, their, their want to see your, their son succeed. That's really cool. Oh yeah. Like the first, when we got here in 2010, I think we got here like in Miami, like we didn't know anything. It was like a, a mess, you know, and like we barely spoke any English and like my sister did a little bit so she could help us. And then it, that's even funny because like 2011 when I used to get podiums at Loretta's and at, at the races, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to speak proper English. So my <laughs> sister would come up with me and she would help me, you know, so kind of wow. like a translator. But uh, yeah, my we got here, and then my dad bought this old RV. We would put the bikes inside the RV, on, like on the bed. And that's how it was in the beginning. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, my dad really wanted as much as I wanted, you know. So he made it work, and I'm just thankful for that. Man, that's beautiful. I love it. I love that story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I uh, uh, home is. I actually I miss home a lot, you know. I bet my family's still there. My sister lives here now to study, but my parents still there. But uh, yeah, home is always good to me. I love Brazil. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I remember Steve talking to you a few weeks ago about like the fans that came up, and, you know, to the and like all they're cheering for you. And then they, like Bra- that Brazilian fans, like soccer, what moto, it doesn't matter. They are so passionate. Oh yeah, like yeah, they're wild, man. Like <laughs> it's uh, cool. This yeah, this year, well, the Daytona race is usually where they yeah. go the most because yep. it's in Florida. So I call like home race away from home, you know. So this year they had like almost 200 Brazilian people there to cheer me, which was pretty badass. Awesome. Well, yeah, that was kind of my next question was what's the Enzo Lopes fan club like back in Brazil? And then also kind of elaborate a little bit of the pride you feel for being the only representative of Brazil in this in this American Supercross series. What's it like carrying that pride of your country as, as well? Dude, that it's like a, it's like a dream, you know. It's I, I still can't believe I'm on on, on this spot right now. I'm just uh, grateful to be and to be the chosen one. I guess. Yeah, I like uh, it. But uh, yeah, like I said, the fans are wild, man. In Brazil, like if any anyone posts like a picture of me, like in other pages and websites, Brazilian fans will comment like the Brazilian flags, and you'll get over like 500 comments. It's it's crazy, man. They they love it, you know. And uh, for me, growing up, I've always looked up to. I don't know if you guys know the F one driver Ayrton Senna. Yeah, he yeah. used to be. Yeah. So I've always looked up to him, and I wanted to be kind of like him, but in my sport, you know, to be a role model for the future gen- generation and kind of show that, like, yeah, it doesn't matter if we're from Brazil, we can do it, you know. 
So to be here right now in uh, to step in these shoes, is that how you say? Yes. It's, yes. It's pretty badass, you know. And I feel like uh, I'm just uh, it's just the beginning. I feel like I can do a lot more. It's just take my time. Well, yeah. Speaking on that, like it's your best season so far in Supercross was 2020 with a fifth. You're in sixth overall right now. Um, I haven't looked at the points to see how far out you are from fifth, but how do you feel about your season as a whole? Um, you've had some really good races. Obviously, uh, the crash at St. Louis sucked. That going over the bars that didn't help you much. Um, and then you got twelfth at St. Louis. You got a fifteenth this weekend. But I mean, really, some really good top ten finishes up until the last two. How do you feel about the season? No, season has been great. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, despite my trip to Indonesia there in St. <laughs> Louis, but uh, no, it's been good. Uh, I've, we've had like a few bike issues, especially like in Daytona. I'm kind of uh, like frustrated because I was in a podium spot. Like I was feeling really good. I think like the fans kind of made me, you know, reach the next level a little bit there. So I was in third for 10 minutes. Then uh, my clutch was just uh, really bad. The bike was smoking. And to, I still finished fifth, which was my best result so far. But, like, I had the podium that night, you know. So I'm kind of frustrated a little bit about, about that. But I know my chance would come again. Absolutely. But uh, yeah. Yeah. The, last, well, the last two races were tough for me. Uh, St. Louis, obviously, I crashed the first main of the Triple Crown. And then I got six. And then the last one, I, I was in second. Then I crashed. And then me and Jet, we came from behind, and I was in seventh already. And then I fell again. So then that messed up a little bit. And then it's uh, it's been a great season, but at the same time, a bit frustrating because I've been having, like, this ongoing issue for a while that a lot of people don't even know. It's the first time I'm actually talking about it. Like, uh, I have, like, a compressed vein in my shoulder because I've had shoulder surgery before. Uh-huh. So my arm will get super swollen. Like, every time I go to the track, it's kind of like an arm pump, but in like my wrist area, you know, but I don't really talk about it because I don't want to have this as an excuse. I still try to do my, do my job as best as I can, but it's been bothering me a lot, you know, but, uh, yeah, overall it's been a great season. I mean, <laughs> I'm just a bit frustrated because I feel like it could, could have been a little bit better, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's part of it. Like Phil says, it's the name of the game. Yeah, absolutely. And as long as you take those things, like you sound like like you saying that you're frustrated tells me that, okay, you're going to take those things and you're going to use them as motivation. And you know, you, you know, you've had those moments where you should have done a little bit better. So like, you can't be too negative, right? You could be like, all right, the positives are I've seen that I can do it. I know I can do it. Just got to fix these couple little things and we're going to be there. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like I've, I've showed, like I've had the speed and it's not like, oh, what once or twice you know i've shown plenty of times like even daytona and qualifying i was like five ten so jet i was like second or third in qualifying and like even like the triple crowns i'm always on the at least top five you know so like i have the speed it's just uh, putting it all together and like with this ongoing issue it's been bothering me so it is what it is i'm still i i'm six in points but i'm right there still in the fire you know with fourth fifth and then mcadoo we're, we're still in a fight so two more, we'll fight to the end. <laughs> Absolutely, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot, Enzo. I, I, I really, I liked watching you ride, you know, but I didn't really get a chance to kind of get to know you until I was in that truck in Dallas. And like, man, I was like, okay, I'm really a fan of this guy. Like, well, I had you when you were on Pulp the last time. 
uh, that that night, like that interview, really made me like go, okay, I like this guy. So I'm a fan of yours, man. And I want to see you get better and better and start doing better. I love your your personality. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, I don't really have many opportunities, you know, to do like these things and really show who I am. Yeah, most of the things I do is mostly like in Brazil because where it's where people know me. So for me to do this right now and talk to you guys, it's it's pretty cool and to share a little bit of my story and. Also, a little bit of what's going on with me at the track. Because sometimes we'll, people will see me at the track. It's like, oh, and it's fucking tired or whatever. <laughs> it's not like, you know, I, I train my ass off. And when you have like a well, supercross, it's like next level. And you know? also when you have like the the smallest thing, it can bother you, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And people like we talk about this all the time with riders and stuff. Like there's those keyboard warriors out there. The people that like you kind of just said that the fans that are like, Oh, what's wrong with this guy? Oh, he sucks or he doesn't deserve his ride. And they have no idea what you're doing, what you're going through and not even just with training and riding, but like, I mean, every human being has personal things going on. You could have something going on at home in Brazil, family members that is bothering you. Who knows? Right. And, it's really unfair that the fans of this sport expect you guys to be perfect all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. You yeah. know, like, for me, like, dude, like, I've been home for, like, 10 days the past six months, you know, or more. So, it's tough. Absolutely. Sorry, Scotty. I, inter- I interrupted you a little bit ago. Sorry. No, it's okay. So, you, you mentioned your shoulder in- shoulder injury. Is that something that you're like planning us like is there a surgery to fix that are you just trying to nurse it to this supercross and maybe the outdoor season to get to that point where you can have the surgery or what's the what, what's the prognosis on the shoulder so like i've been having this issues for a year but it's it was a tough goal to find like the how do you say diagnosis of yeah. what it actually was yeah because at first like people were telling me oh you have arm pump and this and that but like before my shoulder surgery i've never had any issues with arm pump whatsoever so then i finally found out like i have this compressed vein in my shoulder so right now i'm still like studying with the team what the best option is because it's it, it really sucks you know racing when you know you have something not just to have a problem itself but like mentally it's frustrating you know knowing you don't know if your arm is gonna work or not you know but uh we're still studying with the team the best option because i obviously want to do outdoors and i want to do good as well because i feel like outdoors it's good for me too so we'll see we'll see what's gonna happen but i also want to be healthy you know to do well <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. don't want to keep trying to ride injured because those kind of things just get worse over time if you don't get it taken care of yeah and like for me the thing is like i look back and the only race i actually my arm actually worked was daytona <laughs> which was i was gonna get a podium you know so i'm like dude if i can be healthy and have no issues like I, i'm fucking good you know actually actually all the other races i've had issues but people don't know you know (laughs) wow that's funny yeah yeah that's that says a lot yeah so and so i was with to get ready for the show i was kind of scrolling through instagram and i noticed you've kind of been on some pretty cool different different teams through your your career so far and i just kind of wanted to know is is the club racing bikes slash program the best you've had or how do you how do you feel about that program uh yeah it's been i think just the way the the yamaha suits my style i would say like the bike is i feel like it's a little bit taller a little bit bigger and i'm a taller guy and we got the bike like dial for myself but uh yeah i've been yeah i've been 
everywhere a little bit. <laughs> I went from uh, amateur privateer KTM to JGR. Then I went to Paris for Cali. Then I went to club in 2020. Then I went to Phoenix Horn and now back to club. But uh, yeah, I love the bike we have. I like the, the program we have here too, like training wise with all the boys. It's been good. It's been good. I feel really, really good on the bike, off the bike, everything. Just not living with Phil, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that, that team has really come along, man. Brandon and and Mike, um, who we've had on the show a few times, like they're they're trying to elevate the team with with equipment, riders, then Mike trying to do like social media stuff and sponsors on the business side. It's really impressive. What is the vibe like at the team right now? Because honestly, I, I feel like Amart got to be a little disappointed with how his 450 career has gone so far and then of course phil's hurt i know march banks wanted more out of his season and you know it's just the guys like all the guys have more talent than what they we've seen in the results are the are the vibes are the are the emotions still positive or is are people getting a little bit down no no we're still positive and uh, another thing Another cool thing is that uh, when I was at club in 2020, it used to be just a really small privateer team, you know. Yeah. And then when I came back, it's just this big team with <laughs> how many riders we got now? Five, Jeez, six? Jeez, it feels like six. I mean, like, yeah, it, there's a couple that I think I didn't even name, right? Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, is, there's Jace and yeah. uh, Nick, too. Yeah, but yeah. But then, like, we, yep. got a, we got new sponsors. We got a new truck, you know. You're building a new shop at club. It's just... Uh, it grew a lot since when I left, you know, but to come back and, you know, to be a part of the, the this bigger privateer team, you know, it's it's awesome. But uh, the vibes are still high, you know, uh, we're still we're still in it. Uh, obviously, it's unfortunate what happened to Phil uh, yeah. last weekend. And obviously, Amar has been crashing more than he <laughs> he wanted to. Dude, both, but you guys, still, both you guys last weekend were very lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I mean that Brandon was telling us that that he gets frustrated because he sees us riding during the week, and sometimes we're not the same on the weekend, you know. So he gets frustrated because he just wants us to do good, you know. Mm-hmm. But we're working on it. We've been working as a team, training together. So yeah, we still have well three more rounds, and then outdoors. So should should be should be fun and a fun summer too. Absolutely. All right, so Enzo, I got a couple of uh, our live listener questions for you. Uh, first, Brody Richard would like to know um, what kind of nerves do you feel on the gate, like right before the gate drops, and and then maybe kind of like if you do have nerves, kind of how do you deal with that, or just kind of talk about that that feeling right before the gate drops. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, try try why being I, old why and am I here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I feel like everyone gets nervous, you know. I just try not to think too much, but uh, yeah, like when you have a full stadium and you got like the fireworks going off, it's hard not to, you know, to get nervous. But I just try to take some deep breath and not think about it. And uh, I was gonna say that I, I always look try to look on, on the like I'm getting the whole shot, but my starts sucked lately, so. <laughs> But no, I I feel like everyone gets nervous. There's just it's part of the game, I guess. Yeah, you know, 
that's that's part of the excitement though, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like skydiving or anything. Like the the part of the the nerves is part of the excitement of why we do it because yeah. those butterflies no different than like when you fall in love, man. Those butterflies, those nerves are that's what's that's life, man. Yeah, I feel like if you don't get the nerves, like there's no reason why you should do it, you know? Because then what what's the point, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's, but yeah, like- li- literally sometimes I would think like, what the fuck am I doing here, dude? <laughs> And then the board goes sideways, gate drops. Yeah. Yeah. Hammer down. This is why I do it. 60,000 people flashing cameras. Yeah. yeah, Fires going. Until you go over the bars and end up in tough blocks. And you're like, this is why I don't want to do it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, man. You got anything else? Yeah. So we had another listener question that they wanted to know, uh, what was the, what's the most interesting thing that you've experienced being in America? Good question. That was our buddy, Jake Curry. Weirdest thing. Or most interesting. Interesting, yeah. Hmm. What what's weird what's weird about America to you? Like is there something really weird that you go, what is wrong with these people? Anything Uh, where you go, what the fuck am I doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Why am I not back in Brazil? Dude, actually no, I mean I love America. There's Okay. Other than putting the toilet paper on the toilet that we don't do in Brazil. <laughs> what do you mean on the toilet? What do you mean? Uh, they well, don't flush the, their toilet paper. Oh, yeah, yeah, we don't flush oh, our the toilet, toilet paper in Brazil. Yeah, we're third world country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah. But, okay, but interesting, man. I don't know. I mean, this yeah. place runs really well. I I love it. It's a tough question, actually. How? Okay, you have a girlfriend, right? Yes. All right. I don't want to get you in trouble, but Brazilian women, man. Woo wee. Yeah, that's why I date one. Yeah. How do they compare to American women? Like, I mean, like Brazilian women are fire. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, it's just different. Like Brazil, they got this big booty and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> J-Lo. I mean, for They're me. All waxed. For, yeah. Yeah. For me, it's just normal. You know, I, I grew up around that. So, I mean. Like people here will look to that and be like, "Oh, dude, look at that." For me, it's just normal, you know. Normal, you right. see, you see, you see that every day. Sure, I need to pay. Grass need to is always trip. greener you on the other side. Trip, though, Scotty, you need a vacation <laughs> yeah, to Brazil. Uh, yeah, you guys are invited to stay at my place. Oh, oh. all right. Well, we're gonna, we're locking that one in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, I got one more question for you. Uh, this last weekend in Atlanta. Obviously, the Speedway race during the day. There's been topics or discussions on Pulp last night, a lot of other just message boards about the Speedway-style tracks and also a day race. Do you like or dislike or indifferent to you know the, the Atlanta-style track on a Speedway or even a day race? Well, I, I do like the day race, okay. but it's, the only thing is like we need to wake up really, really early. You know? <laughs> right. Like, that uh Ooh, wait till denver are you are you racing denver is that that's is that Easter? no but at, yeah denver they have friday practice i've heard but even yeah, but like track next, walks like at 5 a.m no but even this weekend at foxborough i feel like i think the track walk would be at five because oh, they said first again. practice at, yeah. yeah they said first practice at seven but i mean i do <laughs> like it but that's the thing like we have to wake up at like 4 30 like Ugh. four in the morning you know yeah and then even like I think it was Minnesota who had the day race too. By the time we got back to the Airbnb, it was late. Yeah, it was, still, you know? it was still late. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was any different, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. But I mean, I do like it, but there's that part at the end of the day, it doesn't change that much, you know? Right. But uh, about the Speedway races, <laughs> I mean, Daytona has always been good to me. So I like that. And also Atlanta. I really liked it. Obviously, this year didn't go as planned, but I mean, I do like it. Lap times are longer. Yep. And uh, it, it's pretty badass. Uh, I really enjoy it. Yeah, I was telling Scotty at the beginning of the show that, like, when I saw the track map for Atlanta, I was like, oh, this is going to be so bad. But it actually raced pretty damn good once they took out the death-defying super jump. Oh, yeah, no, that was, that was fucking scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Scotty's got one more for you. We'll let uh, you go, Enzo. A fan made me think of this, and I'm pretty much just asking this because it always irritates dark side. But, oh, uh, oh, God, you what's, your, about golf. what's your average golf score, Enzo? I don't play golf, man. No, okay. I was the fan said it's Moto, man. Everyone plays golf. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a one of them. You're not yeah. one of them. Okay. Well, we tried. I just, yeah. I basically, like I said, I wanted to ask that just to irritate Dark Side over here. Yeah, I'm get, from I, Brazil, man. We play soccer. Okay. There you go. There All right. You go. Yeah, I don't. Play well, okay. Golf. Well, then we'll change it. The world, World Cup's coming up in a couple, of, a couple of months. Are you, are you gonna like? Do you follow that like pretty, pretty hardcore or what? Uh, no, not really. Not anymore. <laughs> I used to. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I, I tried, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really into motor and, well, like right now, cycling and F1. That's oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, you know what, Enzo? I, I watched the uh, the Netflix, Netflix show, The Drive to Survive, which I think everybody now watches, and I really, really love watching that show. I still struggle to enjoy the racing because it's so based on... Um, like technology and stuff. Like I don't, I don't like that. I want, I want those guys. I want it all driver ability. And F one is there's just so much technology involved, and I kind of get bummed out. Maybe I should watch a whole race because if I'm being honest, I haven't watched a whole race. But yeah, I, it's tough. Like especially like the teams can control the cars, you know, from the pit area. Yeah, which is I don't like that. Weird. And I, yeah, I feel like they should all have the same car. And yep. Yeah, that would that would work the best because then talent will show actually, you know, because you have some guys that are really talented on on slower cars. So exactly, that's kind of why. Like when I watched, you know, I was watching this last season of Drive to Survive, and like the last, you know, the last episodes about the final race, and they they moved some lappers out of the way, and and every you know one team was mad, and then like yeah, they just kind of used technology where it's like, well, those cars don't. Like they don't draft well, so if you're in dirty air, you can't catch up. And I was like, "Well, that's kind of not fun." Like, like I want drive. Yeah, I want you to. I want you to have to charge into the corner harder to gain speed, you know, and there to be room to make a pass. And I don't know, man. I, I I'm not giving it a fair chance, probably because I haven't watched a full race, but it does not excite <laughs> me like a lot of people. You want that Days of Thunder racing? Yeah, yeah. Well, you you know what? I was thinking. I know one interesting thing about America. Okay. Uh, they don't have you guys don't have uh, like sweet pizza. Not that I've seen like we do in Brazil. What is sweet pizza? Like with chocolate and stuff. Ooh, we have with chocolate, like a dessert pizza. We yeah, have like pineapple and ham. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm, we I'm have we have, we have chocolate, dark chocolate. We have white chocolate. We have ice cream. We have everything. Oh, God damn. Every, they, like literally everything you can think of. We uh, have like with. Like as a dessert. Pizza. There's a local pizza buffet in the in the town that I'm from that has a chocolate chip pizza for dessert, and yeah. I go there just for that. But it's not normal though. It's not a regular thing you'll find it like. 
Yeah, pizza usually it's like honey buns or something, cinnamon or something like that. I'm going to Brazil, man. Like I'm Dude, no, no way. Like you can find find sweet pizza everywhere you go in Brazil. Yeah. that's interesting for me. I I've, think I'm about to book some flights. <laughs> <laughs> One way yeah, ticket to Brazil. Come. Oh yeah, I like it, dude. Enzo, this has been a lot of fun talking to you, man. No, it's been awesome, guys. Yeah, anytime you want to come on, just hit me up, but we'll get you on again before outdoors for sure. Yeah, let's do it. I'm in. All right, Enzo, thank you so much, man. We'll uh, I'll see you at Salt Lake City. We'll see you in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, I'll see you there then. All right, buddy. See ya. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. Dude, Enzo Lopes, that was awesome. Yeah, that was might have been one of our best interviews we've had in a couple of times. Yeah, like, that was a lot of fun. Like I... As far I as think, like chill conversation, yeah. I remember talking to him for the first time at Dallas, I think in 19 during track walk. And like he didn't talk to me very much. And I felt like he didn't want to talk to me. Maybe his English, yeah, maybe he wasn't comfortable yet. But, you know, I after hearing him on Pulp and then talking to him in Dallas, I was like, okay, this dude's pretty cool. So I tried again and I actually had to reach out to Mike to get his phone number. And he's and yeah, that was that was a fun interview. I hope the listeners, if you guys still well post, you know, not everybody on YouTube, yeah. not a big, not a big crowd on YouTube for some reason. <laughs> Wish we could fix that. Um, but anyway, in post, when you guys are listening to this, let us know what you think about this. Like, hit us up on our social. Go to our. You guys use our freaking email for just letting us know what you think. MotoXPodShow at gmail dot com. That stuff's important to me, just like the Patreon is. Like, I want feedback. I love it when you guys reach out. If you hit us up on on Instagram too. I almost always respond. Like I have a lot of people go, God, I can't believe you responded. Like, I mean, well, yeah, why wouldn't I? I mean, I, I take the time to try to answer everybody, but I want to hear what you guys think of that interview. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. The, his, the, his answer to the, the nerves he feels in the game though. What the f- am I doing here? That was great, bro. That was perfect. He loves the F bomb. So if he, well, he hangs out with, he, he's yeah. his, his American influence is Phil. Yeah, so you guys are listening with kids. Sorry, man. Yeah. He even got me to say the F word. I don't think yeah. I've ever said the F word on oh, this show. I have. Okay. We're a few minutes late on Benny, which I let him know. Uh, let's take our second commercial break, which is new commercials. Please listen to these. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, let, listen to them, man. They're, they're good. My stepdaughters rocked it. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. So listen to them and hit us up, motoxpodshow at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. We'll be right back with Benny Bloss. If you're like most racers, you've dreamed about riding a works bike with all the trick parts. Since 1989, Works Connection has been producing works like products for the general public. When Steve Lampson and Team Peak Split Fire Pro Circuit used Works Connection in 1990, they quickly gained a reputation for quality that the pros would use. Three decades later, the company is still known as the leader in quality, innovation, and customer satisfaction. The industry standard pro launch start device is used by many of the teams, such as Factory, HRC Honda, Star Yamaha, Hep Suzuki, and many more. Pole shot specialist Vince Freeze, as well as Jet Lawrence, Eli Tomac, and Chase Sexton all trust Works Connection to get them to the front. And don't forget, you can also get the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Engraved Master Cylinder Covers, and much more at WorksConnection.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at checkout. Works Connection, the choice of champions. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. 
Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine is super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys around Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Moranz, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. When choosing goggles, we all know you have a lot of choices. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the preferred goggles for many of the top privateers, including Kyle Chisholm, Ryan Brees, Ben LeMay, and top GNCC riders like Craig DeLong. X-Brand is the result of years of knowledge from former Honda HRC test rider Rich Taylor and his dad, Hook Taylor. Whether you're leading the pack or getting blasted with roost, X-Brand can stand up to the abuse. You can visit eksbrand.com to see all X-Brand offers. From the unparalleled Lucid Extreme Definition Optics Goggle with the Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System and 4-Layer Factory Foam to the EKSS and the Flat Out Series, you will find a goggle to meet your needs at a price point you'll love. Check your local dealership for X-Brand goggles distributed through WPS. If you want comfort, style, and performance as well as hashtag clear vision, then you want X-Brand. Choose X-Brand because we said so and we're hot. We're back from our uh, second commercial break. And next up, brought to you by Fly Racing and X-Brand Goggles, uh, it's Team Tedder's Benny Bloss, man. It's been a little while, Benny. How you doing, dude? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. We just got off the phone with Enzo Lopes. It was his first time on the show, and that was really good. And now we get to talk to you, man. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a little bit. You've, uh, you were out, obviously, with the collarbone and ankle, right? Yep, yep. Um, came back St. Louis 15th, Atlanta 13th, probably not the best, best finish you would want, but not bad considering coming off injury and uh, a field that's still got a lot of talent in it. Yeah. Um, definitely was not ideal. Um, but it's, it's really hard to kind of come back, especially mid season, I guess towards the end of the season when all these guys have been racing, um, big time it's, it's, uh, it's been a little rough. I'm kind of surprised that I was able to start riding as soon as I was, but um, just trying to take it day by day and get better. 
Yeah, I was sitting here thinking, like, it, you know, if you were to have an injury, let's say a month before Supercross starts, and you have a month of prep, that's difficult, right? Because those guys, you, usually they're, you know, just coming off an injury in general is a pain. But then coming off an injury at almost the end of Supercross, where everybody that's still left is in full swing, yeah, that's really, like, that's just almost, there's no winning, almost. I mean, like, let me just get through it, let me survive, hopefully make the, the main event. And, like, I think that's a goal in itself. Yeah, I, uh, it kind of sucked because at first, like, I don't know, I guess it'd be the, like, right before I went in for surgery, I was talking to the doctor and he was like, you know, probably get back on the bike in four to six weeks. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, perfect. So then, like, after surgery, we're like, okay, we can probably come back to racing at Minneapolis, which was the first East Coast round. Yep. Cold, cold, cold. Like, round God. seven. It's like, it's like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. And then it's just like, just keeps getting pushed back, keeps getting pushed back, keeps getting, it's just, it was hard, but then it's like, you know, I, I kind of at one point was like, you know, maybe I should just wait till outdoors, but Mm -hmm. I don't have a ride for outdoors. So it's like, I can't really do that. Um, but I was able to get back to riding and then I think I got like four days, three days before, I think maybe four days before of Supercross before St. Louis and a triple crown is definitely not the uh most ideal race to come back to but nope it worked out yeah that's, so. i didn't even think about the triple crown being your first race back right very little time in between three main events a lot more intensity like actual time on the bike might not be that much more than a normal race but the intensity i, I mean again i'm not out there but that's what i keep hearing is the intensity of three mains versus a heat race intensity is quite a bit different yeah, I mean, it's definitely super high intensity, but I was kind of looking at the positives, though, also. It's like, you know, I get three chances of racing. Mm, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, my first one was pretty bad, but then my second one was going really well, and then I fell off the bridge. Yeah, and dude, I wanted to ask one, you about that. One was just okay. Is that the first? I feel like you, you fell off a bridge before. Maybe it was somebody else, but that's not the first time it's happened, but I, for some reason, I was thinking you've done it before. I have never done it okay. before. But I know other people have. Yeah. And it's funny because I I rode press day and I was talking to somebody and I was like, I guarantee you somebody goes off the side of that thing because of how soft the face was. And then turns out I'm the guy to do it. And they have like a little catch fence thing there, right? It just doesn't extend out far enough, probably. Yeah, I think the it's just like for the flat part up top. Yeah. And there was actually quite a few people that got caught in that. No way throughout the day Jeez. um and then but my problem was i kind of just jumped a little too far into the face mm-hmm. and it just threw me just a little bit left and i landed like at the top of the downside and i was i hit a tough block and i was like i have no idea how far over the dirt goes and then like the tough block just kind of pushed off and then there was just nothing and Ugh. i was like oh yeah, you're probably thinking, oh, here goes the collarbone again. You know, that's that's what I think every time I hit the deck now because my collarbone seems to be the one thing I land on every single time. <laughs> yeah. Is yours is yeah. plated? My collarbone? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's mine too. It sucks. Yeah. So, it honestly hasn't been bad. The, the, the collarbone bothered me for like, the week before surgery because i waited a week to get it and then like the week after surgery it was sore and then like after that it was pretty much fine okay the ankle was like the 
the real issue. What, what was the, uh, what was wrong with the ankle? Was it, it was it broke or was there like ligaments or what? Um, so I broke like the ball on the inside was just, he said it kind of looked like just an explosion had gone off. Oh shit. And then I broke like a piece of the outside off as well. So I got a big plate and a bunch of screws on the inside. And then I had a screw on the outside, which I want to say I got taken out like five weeks after surgery. Yeah. So I did that, obviously broke the collarbone. So I had three surgeries between those two. And then I broke my back in two spots and a rib as well. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Wow. God dang, Benny. Yeah, it was not ideal. No, uh, no. Stop. But, Stop uh, crashing, dude. <laughs> skate better yeah. just skate yeah. better i mean i'm one to talk yeah every time i go ride a dirt bike or a bmx bike i'm like i said landing on my collarbone yeah how how epic is that going to be when you just wreck the crap out of that brand new yz250 no more wrecks for me dude no you're done no, i'm going slow <laughs> yeah i told i told Kiefer last night like when we filmed this video of me riding this bike you better sp- Actually, what he has to do, I said speed it up, but he needs to slow the video down so when they play at normal speed, it looks like I'm going fast. Yeah. Because, yeah, I will be, <laughs> I will not be riding fast anymore, Scott. Not that I ever did, but, yeah. No more crashing for me. Well, let's talk about Benny, though. Okay. Right? So, um, being off as long as you as you were away from Supercross, when you came back to it, did, did you, like, notice anything different? Like, did anything stand out that was like, man, this was not the same when the last time I was racing Supercross, maybe it's something with the tracks or kind of just with the vibe in general is like, did that change for you at all? Um, honestly, the biggest difference is the tracks. I would say I've only done two races so far, but I've watched all of the other ones and it seems like the whoops are a little nastier. Yes. Yeah. There's no seems like, yeah, I feel like it's, it's, (laughs) they have claimed some people this year, man. Well, it's, it's weird because like you, they, they break down and they're, they always break down, but like a lot of times, especially like St. Louis, I expected to be jumpers and there was like a, a V line down them, like how it would get when you jump them. But it was like, you kind of couldn't jump them the way that they were torn up. It was just weird. And then Atlanta's were also really gnarly. Yeah, do you feel like again? I, I'm still I'm still in content, Scotty from Steve Mathis. But yeah. the the timed the way we went to time main events, you know, and the short lap times are making like what 45, 46 laps or something. Or was it? Or how many laps were we doing? Forty, not forty. Yeah, in the main. Yeah, was it? No, it's 20, like 26, 27, 27 yeah, twenty seven laps. And with the four fifties, obviously, these tracks are getting chewed chewed up maybe a little bit more than years in, in the past. And that just, I think that's part of it. Like do you survivor cross. Yeah. Survivor cross. Right. Benny, do you I mean, feel I like, definitely agree oh, go ahead. That. I definitely agree with that. The more laps, you know, you get seven, eight more laps than if it was a 20 lap main with 22 guys, it's, it's going to get quite a bit more torn up. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't know how many more bikes, like if you, if you take, 22 bikes times four or five more laps times a couple classes. That's yeah. That's just, that's a lot of abuse on that track. So I think it was Paul Parabino's last night. That was kind of like, man, we need to, we need to have either like if it's a, a plus 50 second lap time, then we could do 20 plus one. But if it's under a, like a 45 second lap time, then we need to go to 
all right, a timed race. Like you got maybe they need to have a rule that's like the lap or make the lap times they have to be fifty five seconds or fifty four or whatever they come up with. But like, th- there's some adjustments that need to be made, Benny. I mean, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. It was, it's like last year there was quite a few tracks where we're in the forties and the yeah. lap times and like. I just don't get it. <laughs> I'm personally not a big fan of that, but um, I mean, I guess if the track's gnarlier, it makes for better racing for the fans to watch. I, I don't eh, know. I don't think so. No, because people are getting weeded, and it, I don't. It's not better racing to me. I would. I'd rather them figure out a way to make it not so fast, like all the rhythms where they're jumping quads. Like I'd rather that. I don't know, man. You're okay. You're racing at that level, right? So, like, I feel like if they would slow it down by maybe making it a little more peaky where it's a little more technical and slow you down a little bit and more corners and not be like, all right, here's this rhythm lane where you're going to go three, four, three, and yeah. like three jumps and you're out <laughs> of the, the entire length of a stadium. And, and I kind of switching gears just a little bit. I, I didn't go to Detroit. I've never been there. I am pretty sure that's the floor that like on TV, it looked like it was huge, like Glendale, but then we had like 47 lap, second lap times. Like, I don't understand how you can have a huge football stadium floor and still have the slowest lap times. Like, that makes no, or the shortest lap times. That makes no sense. They're misusing the floor, in my opinion. Now, I don't know how to fix it other than what I said a minute ago, but they got to figure it out, man. I, I, and I think they will. I think there's been enough complaints this year that they're, they got to do something different. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, that's for sure. What do you think about what I said, though? Like, would it, would, as a racer, if they peaked out the jumps more, and, you know, maybe the maybe the doubles are a little shorter, but they're taller, and you got to slow down to do it, and downside, I don't know. Like how it used to be? Yeah, like you go to some 80s and 90s Supercross, where they, the bikes just they look like, like they're going anymore, so though. slow, but they're having to use more technique, McGrath, right? With, But I, what do you think, Benny? I mean, would that work or no? I feel like it should, but, <laughs> but I probably don't, won't. It's hard to say yes or no because yeah. you know you never really know until they do it. But I mean, it makes sense that maybe it would be like that. But then, like these dirt bikes are so fast and so sure. good, it's like these guys are going to find a way. Like at St. Louis, after you go down the start straight, you go left into the long rhythm. Yeah, and. I was watching the second practice. I was in B practice, so I was watching the second A practice. And Barsha goes three on, three off, quad into the corner. Right. And I'm just watching. I hope nobody saw that. (laughs) And then the third practice, like, almost all of them are doing it. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I I don't want to do that. Yeah, well, it's like the big booter this week in Atlanta, right? Nobody really wanted to do that. Honestly, I didn't think it was that bad. Really? I the morning press session and I was the first one to hit it. Go for nice. it. And literally all of us hit it like perfect, but the problem would be I would want absolutely nothing to do with that jump on the first lap. Right. Because you go down the start straight, turn left, go through a rhythm, turn left, turn right and you're right there. And then having to hit that for 20 minutes plus a lap <laughs> is just stupid. Yeah. I still feel like like this is going to sound really dumb, but if you had, instead of a triple that's, what are they, 65 feet? 
something like that. Somewhere like what if, what if you had a double that was 40 feet, but it sent you like 15 feet higher and you, but it's really slow. Like just broop, yep. and you're up there. Yeah. Broop, you know, like, <laughs> like, but I don't know. Like I, it probably wouldn't work, but I just feel like I, I love seeing you guys like the quad at, at Dallas last year. I remember that one specifically. And I think Brayton might've been one of the first ones to do it, but there was a big quad. I know what you're Only talking about. Only a couple about. guys were doing it. It was so badass to yeah. watch. But every time I'm like, God, don't let these guys get killed. Like, don't let somebody. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. It scares the shit out of me, especially now that some of you guys are my friends. I'm like, oh, God. It, I'm, I don't know. I, I don't want it so fast. I don't want you to be able to jump 100 feet, really, in distance. <laughs> I don't want that. I, I don't need to see that anymore. I, I, I jump 80 feet straight up and just come straight back down. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I think it's, it's hard to figure out yeah. how to do it. There's I no did see, I did see so many comments about people talking about how soft we are for not wanting to have that jump uh, and have to race that jump. And it's just like, you guys no. are so dumb. Yeah. That's people that don't fucking have to go jump it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly. And they're like, oh, well, they're professionals. They should be good enough to do that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, everybody's fine to jump it, but it's a completely different thing when you are racing and you have to hit it every single lap. And right. my, my biggest thing was off the start was just like, that's that not be cool. Yeah. Well, and I had buddies in a group text. They were like, Hey, they don't have to jump it. They're not be forced to jump it. Well, that's unrealistic. Like if you have one guy that's jumping it, and you're like, well, I'm not jumping it. Well, then you're screwed, you know, and that's, you shouldn't have to like literally, okay, if I want to compete with so-and-so, I have to almost die. Like, I mean, yes, everything you guys do is dangerous. A standard triple can be dangerous, but you have to draw a line somewhere where like, this is not worth it. And if you want like the show, the LaRocco's leap, the cool jump, you got to make it safe. Like, fine, yeah. make a big jump. But make it really a nice taper down landing or something. It, you know, there, you got to find that line. It doesn't have to be, as Phil said, death cross. Like, it doesn't have to be do this, die, or, you know, or whatever. Like, that, <laughs> that shouldn't be an option. Like, well, I got to try this. I might die, but I'm going to try it anyway. Like, that shouldn't even be an option. Yeah, I agree with that. I completely 100% agree with that. And, Good. like, most outdoor races have big jumps. Yeah. And they have them. Um, they're fine. They're like, they're safe. They're good. Sometimes red bud does get a little questionable with the roller they build before it, but right. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've framed that jump pretty bad before. So Glendale in a few years ago. Oh yeah. That one was stupid. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was not a big fan of that. No, one. no, I don't think anybody was, I don't, and including Davy Coombs. <laughs> I think that's why. Well, I mean, it's cool to hit those jumps. Those are fun. I think it's, super cool but when you're having to race 30 minutes on the track it's uh <laughs> right it's a little it's a little different. yeah go ahead scott i've interrupted you a bunch scotty i'm sorry uh, it's okay we have a we have a listener question um they said they wanted to know if you're on the new ktm or if you're still on the old one and if if you are on it how do they compare i am still on the old one and i have not tried out the new one yet well, seeing how everything went this year, you're probably not too upset with that. <laughs> not too, not too, yeah. I mean, yeah, some of them seem to be struggling with it. I will tell you that bike does look better in the whoops. You think? Because everybody's struggling in the whoops. I think it will. I mean, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, I think it, yeah. 
I don't yeah, either. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, everything the whoops always look hard to me. So <laughs> it's like whatever. Everything I see the whoops, I'm like, oh, that that would kill me right there. Like, yeah, that's. I, I'll go around it's, those bitches. It seems like Coop has been skimming the whoops pretty good, and I feel like in the past he's struggled maybe a little bit with that. Right. True. Yeah. I would say that that's the oh, one thing oh. that he's been better at this year is the whoops. Like he but he figured the whoops talk- out, and then everything else. But he I lost. feel like he's talked about it's not as easy, even though he looks better. I feel like he said that like the whoops have been a struggle. His whole, he does look his whole thing's right. a mystery yeah. this year. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Scotty. Oh, okay, so I, I kind of consider you, when I think of you, I think of outdoors. I think you, some of your best results have been outdoors. And so now that you've kind of you had those injuries, you've had the time to recover, you're you're getting some momentum building in Supercross, getting some races back under your belt. I feel like that kind of gives you an opportunity to turn some heads this outdoor season. And I, I, do, I mean, I feel like that you can, and do you, do you kind of think that you'll turn some heads this year going into the outdoor season? He doesn't have a deal yet, so hopefully we get a deal done. Well, I didn't know that, so... He, he said that a little bit ago. Way to listen, Scotty. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I have zero... I shouldn't say zero. I'm like... Got like 10% of I know what I'm going to do for outdoors. Okay. And the 10% is... Questionable. Just that I know that I'm going to race outdoors. Okay. I just don't... <laughs> I forgot I that Tedder is Supercross only. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, fire, they, I'll fire uh, myself. I've talked to them about possibly doing outdoors, but um, no matter what, I'm going to do it because five supercross races is not enough. Um, and I do think of myself kind of as more of an outdoor guy. So, um, one way or another, I'll be there. All right. Um, I have I have a comment that I have in my notes that I want, you, and I don't know if you noticed this, but I was looking through your Instagram earlier, and you mm-hmm. made a post on Valentine's Day with multiple pictures of you and your wife. You, okay. You're with me, right? Yes. There is a picture with a tree in the background. And when I first glanced at it, like I was scrolling through, it looked like you had long hair. So I need you to go back and look at that. Just check it out. Anybody that's listening, check out Vinny's Instagram. Yeah, it, 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 You look like, okay, the first thing that went through my mind is like Phil Collins from Genesis. Like, oh, kind oh of, my it, God. It looked like he was balding on top, but it had some locks. Like so, the- <laughs> Just, I want to make fun like of your scorpions guy. You know, I don't have long hair anymore, right? My pony's gone, man. I'm looking at the picture and I don't really feel like it makes it look like I have a lot. I think maybe it's just because I glanced, like I was just scrolling real fast. But if you I look, the, the tree in the background kind of looks like it could be your hair. If you just, gl- <laughs> if you're going fast, I could see it a little bit. Okay. So I, I was scrolling and I had to go back to it. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Was this like an old picture of Benny? Like when he had hair? Oh, uh, okay. You're. I see it, but you're an idiot, Dark Side. Right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, to be fair, I have hair there. It's just not flowing. A lot. It's not flowing locks. No. Yeah, mine either. <laughs> it's all gone. You're a lot happier now, aren't you? Though. I'm what? Are you a lot happier now? No, I'm not happier. I was happy you're before. Happy. I like my hair. My chick loved my hair. Um, I'm not unhappy. Honestly, it's just different. It's fine. I just, it's just different. It's weird. He he looks. I think he looks way more professional. Well, everybody says that, but they don't know anything. Like, oh, none of what, us what know if, anything. What Steve said last night is like, even Ricky Carmichael said he looked better. I was like, what the? F- what does Ricky Carmichael know? <laughs> if he says it, then it's you have to just accept it. Gospel. All it's right. like a Ten Commandment at that. I need point. to get McGrath to be like, no, nah, you look cooler before because McGrath is the end all be all. Dude, okay, uh, I know. Like, they're kind of taking the spotlight off of many. I'm sorry, but I I saw a I saw a guy. Walking out of Super One the other day, 
and he was wearing a a dead a Deadpool basketball jersey. Oh wow! And he had long hair, kind of like how yours used to be. And I'm like, that that was what the people saw Dark Side as. And you're not that guy anymore. And I'm like, that's so I, crushing. I was so proud that like you know what he's not he he was in that category, and now he yeah. has moved on to a different one. So I think it was a right move. I know you don't care about any of this, Benny. <laughs> I'm sorry you got involved in that, but <laughs> like, <laughs> like two weeks before I flew to Minneapolis to get a, my haircut on on the pulp thing, I was like seeing people everywhere I went, like older guys, older than me, with like beer bellies, long hair, like stringy ponytails. This was the guy I saw. And yes. I was like, I don't want to be that guy. You were that guy. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. You were that guy. <laughs> hey, Scotty. You know what? What? F you. Yeah, it's okay, man. Anyway, Benny. <laughs> Sorry, Benny. <laughs> yeah, last last question for you, man. Um, how's you've you been a dad for about a year now? How how old is your boy? He is a, like thirteen and a half months. Okay, that's what I thought. Because yeah, he was born right around the time my granddaughter was. How's it going, man? Is uh everything kind of you got a program going? Everything comfortable now? Are you still you know learning new things every day? I mean, it's still kind of learning new things every day, but it's the most fun part of my life like it is he's at at the age right now where it's just like he started like running pretty much oh wow okay he's like starting to talk and he's just like super happy when he sees you nice he is a lot of fun right now good Um, for you man we've started night terrors which are not a lot of fun um but we're trying to work through those and explain um, what's night terrors. Like he just wakes up sc- like screaming. So, yeah. So he, he wakes up screaming and like you try to comfort him, but he really doesn't have, it's like, he's not aware that you're there. Oh, wow. And so you just have to like, try your best to, to comfort him. And it's like, he's not fully awake. Yeah. It, it sucks to have to see him go through it. Um, I also had those a lot growing up. Um, last week, I actually had he he had a night terror at like three a.m. or something, and we could not get him to calm down. And the way that I got him to calm down was I put him in the car seat, and I drove around for about forty minutes at three o'clock in the morning. Um, so not ideal, but no. I, I, I've never heard of that with a baby before, I guess. I've, I've heard of night terrors, like, just you know, have nightmare type stuff, but I guess I never really understood that, like, little children can have that. That's crazy. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It's, it sucks to For have him. to see. Yeah. It's like you feel helpless, you know, and it's... Sure. It sucks. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that sucks, man. Yeah, I was sitting here just thinking, like, I've had to put my kid when he was a baby in the car like like that, but it's usually... He'd wake up hungry and just not go back to sleep. I don't. I don't know that he ever had night terrors. So, wow, that's a lot to deal with, man. But um, I do. I I need to send you something. I have my son now is twenty four, and I still okay. have his forty nine er jersey from when he was a baby. So I get. I got you covered. I don't see. I don't need that. That's the problem. I think you I, do I, because I, I saw that jersey you had on him, and I feel really bad for him. <laughs> what, what jersey was it? I'll, He's I'll a Chiefs fan. The- the organization might not be making the best moves as of recently, yeah. But they got to have a plan. So that's what I keep hoping about my team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, make a decision on a quarterback, please, and let's get with it. Come on. See, yeah. thankfully the the Chiefs don't have have that 
quarterback right. issue. Yeah. You know, I think we might have talked about this last time. He's from like yeah. right down the road from He's us. from like 15 minutes where, yeah. I, where I grew up. Are, are you on the bandwagon that they all hate his, his uh, wife and his brother? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, they're... <laughs> It's a little annoying. I'm not going to right, lie. Right. It's just, it's like, you don't have to do any of that. Just watch, like, just watch the football game. <laughs> they, they definitely bring out the, that town for that they're from. They bring that out. Oh, in them. Yeah. You see, you, like you go to that town and you see that. I'll just right. tell you that much. <laughs> your town pretty much though. I'm sorry. Is that, but that's your town. Well, okay, so like we live in like uh, Tyler, which is probably about like a hundred to hundred fifty thousand people, and then there's like a lot of like really like small little like subdivision towns around it, kind of like suburbs, but not really. They're kind of more of like country, little, little country, country towns. towns. And it, yeah. he he went to one of those. It's like it's like fifteen minutes outside of the city limit of the hundred fifty thousand town. Okay. Yeah, little, little country towns, little hillbilly hick towns. Yeah, little all, little all small like three thousand, four thousand yeah. population towns. So yeah. that's where he came from. Makes sense. All right, Benny. Man, we're gonna let you go. I appreciate you coming on, man. I was kinda worried uh when you didn't answer me right away. I was like, oh, he's 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 blocking he's cool guy on me or something. <laughs> no, thank you for having me on. I always like coming on and yeah. It's uh, fun to talk a little bit. Absolutely, man. Missed having you at the at the all season long. Glad you're back and uh really hope it comes together for outdoors. And we'll we'll be in Salt or I'll be in Salt Lake City, so I'll see you in a few weeks. Okay. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Well, Take thank care. You. Be safe. Have a good one. You too, man. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Benny Bloss. Appreciate him coming on. Um, we've got a few minutes before uh, before Castle. Yep. So you wanted to do your trivia question for the Grill Your Ass Off sampler pack. For, don't forget, for you that are listening in post on audio, we've already done the trivia contest. It's where will Kyle Chisholm finish in Foxborough on the 250. I need those emails motoxpodshow at gmail.com in by Friday if you want to be eligible. Uh, but Scotty has a trivia question for our YouTube and, listeners. And, of course, get... now we're, we're on a low number of YouTube listeners when I try to do it. But, okay, yeah, whatever, well, do it. the few of you that are on there, you get this opportunity. So yep. the question is... Hey, I was going to give away a, a free... We're going to give away a 2022 YZ450, but there's not enough people listening on YouTube, so... Well, you were going to give away a chance at a... Yeah, yeah, we're okay. going to give away a chance. Let's, be, let's, people let's watching. read the fine print there. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so for the Grill Your, grill your Ass Off 7 Sampler Pack, um, the question in honor of the fact that we were at a Speedway this weekend, I wanted to go to the... Figure out the last year that they had a Charlotte race at the Motor Speedway there, and who got fifth place in that race. Okay, and I'm not, and just for I'm not counting the. This is AMA like Supercross, not the GP, not the MXGP that they had there a few years ago. That does not count. Okay, all right, all right. That's the question. So I'm gonna be watching for um, in the yeah, YouTube we comment should, section. We still need to. I feel like I just want to pick a name for the head at this point. Instead of what? doing the like, let the YouTube people vote or listen. Or, Go for it, man. Yeah. I personally like Gwendolyn Renee that Garrett put in. <laughs> Gwendolyn, I just, like Gwendolyn Renee. It's just so random. I don't really like, like, there's a couple of... Why is it a chick? It's a dude. It's you. That's that's a mannequin of a chick, I think. Yeah, but it's the haircut. I don't, it's not supposed to be me, or we just call it Jamie or something. It's not me. It's Gwendolyn Renee. 
Okay. All, All right. right. Yeah. So it's Garrett, your, it's your head, Rockley, man. It's, it's your head. <laughs> All right. Garrett Rockley wins. It's Gwendolyn Renee. So, Garrett, you're going to win an, a Cherby's USA um, casual pack. I believe Brian said two shirts and a hat. I will verify. I've got your info. We'll get you. I'll get you in touch with Brian. We'll figure it out. So, congrats, Garrett. Uh, there were some other good ones. I mean, the other options... Here's the thing. The reason I'm not letting YouTube pick is because there's not enough damn people on YouTube, and it's frustrating. I'm getting mad at our YouTube listeners. So I'm venting. You hear that, guys? But yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm mad. But we the other options were Babyface, which we talked about. That was the name from the, the toy and toy, toy story. story. Yeah. El Chap, Pedro, El, Mo. You mean El Chapo. I wrote El Chap. He probably did write. Probably he, it probably Chapo. was El Chapo. Uh, Mo Lester <laughs> oh, and Meve Stathis. So those were some other options that I wrote down, but I like Gwendolyn Renee. That's the one that works for me. That looks like a Gwendolyn Renee to me. Sounds good. Way and to go, Garrett. It is now Gwendolyn yeah, I Renee. I haven't heard of Garrett. He's not in today. He must have got something going on with the kids. Maybe. Commercial break. We'll be back with Charles Castellou. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Only an idiot would not rush down to their local WPS dealer to check out the complete line of 2022 Fly Racing products. So if you don't want to be an idiot... Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Then rush down right now. Of course, obey the speed limits. The need to get your hands on a Formula helmet will not get you out of a ticket. Once you get there, ask to see everything Fly Racing offers. From the Evolution DST to the light race wear... To the kinetic lines they have a gear line to fit your needs fly racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998 just ask current riders zach osborne rj hampshire carson mumford and the beast from the east damon bradshaw don't forget about their women's and youth lines and the all-new zone pro goggle worn by justin brayton shane mcarath max anstey and joey sabachi again visit your local shop and support your wps rep today check out flyracing.com for all they offer if you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait, what What was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. It sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, build performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs. Higher rev limits and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner, or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better not good, but better. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. Next up, he is brought to you by Blood Lubricants. Uh, Blood Lubricant oil lines were created to bring out the highest level of performance and protection for all types of racing. 
Check out the new Barracuda line of blood with multiple weights, better protection, better performance, and last longer. Chris Kiefer tested to run the bikes up to 30 to 35 degrees cooler. Bloodlubricants.com. Use promo code MOTOX to save. As well as Racetech. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Tonight, Blood Lubricants and Racetech brings us formerly from 100% Goggles, now with Stasic, Mr. Charles Caslew. What's up, dude? Not much, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So I saw, I had heard rumors that you were going to be moving over to Stasic. And then I saw your post and I was like, oh, shoot, he, he did do it. So I should have probably reached out to you ahead of time. But, um, yeah, man, long time at 100%. I don't have to pretend like I like those goggles anymore, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you a hard time. Yeah. How was, how was the, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just sort of floored here. You you said there was rumors of me moving. I didn't, didn't realize people even knew or paid attention. Yeah. I don't remember where I heard it, but somebody told me that they heard you were moving to stay sick and leaving hundred percent. I cannot for the life of me remember where it was. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect that. And I thought about asking you, but I figured like, I figured you probably wouldn't tell me if if it was because you probably didn't need, need it out there. But, um, yeah, I'm sure there's no hard feelings, right? The guys at 100% are, have been great to you, but what brought the move on? Was it just because you wanted to come back to Texas or what? Um, that's the the genesis of it, right? Um, raising my kids and my family and and sort of the, the culture and atmosphere that I was brought up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born and raised down up just outside of Houston, um, and Stasic is up just west of Fort Worth, so it's not exactly home, but it's it's the general upbringing and people and again, culture and atmosphere that, that I was around and grew up around. Um, that's just where I wanted to sort of raise my kids and my family. And and I was telling someone earlier today that you rewind and ask me 14 years ago or 12 years ago, how I liked California. I had a pretty canned answer that was, it's great. The weather's awesome. I like it. I love what I do, but I don't intend to raise a family here and sure as shit. Fast forward 14 years, I got a six-year-old and a three-year-old in Southern California, and I sort of had a bit of a wake-up call with like, hey, this wasn't wasn't part of the plan. So yeah, absolutely no hard feelings with 100%. This was uh, completely motivated by you know, my family and kids. Who who's taking over your position at 100%? Do they have, do you know? Or they have that set up yet? Um, yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a transition. Um, I, I had the first had the talk with with Ludo, the owner and co-owner mm-hmm. and CEO seven, eight months ago now. And so this wasn't completely out of the blue. Um, you know, he put a lot of trust in me and, um, a lot of responsibility on my shoulders. So I I had this conversation with him really early on and then things sort of fast tracked a little bit here the last couple months. And, you know, I ended up giving him, you know, about a month, like hard and here it is, I'm, this is happening Mm. notice. Um, and so through that, he he asked me to help him work through the transition and how it was going to look all that to say that um clayton Marillo, which was you know sort of my my go-to guy helped me through my whole time at 100 on the sales side of things he's stepping up and, and taking over north america sales for the moto and, and bike channel and he's ready he, he's more than capable and, and quite frankly did most of the job while i was there um <laughs> and on the marketing side um they're not going to put someone in my seat that that i know of the transition plan was um a little bit more of get me out the door 
figure out who does what and where the holes are and where the gaps are and then sort of assess how many people they need to put you know bring in and what sort of where you know what yeah. I mean? like not really try to trade in and out for me just figure out what they actually need and then build from there versus trying to just just replace me if you will that makes sense like it's really impressive when you look at podium finishes and how many riders are in 100 percent goggles how well that that company has grown and how successful it's been really it's very impressive you know obviously we you and i have talked you know i mean i, I work for rich a little bit and they sponsor the show but you you can't take anything away from how good the quality of the product is and you know what you guys have done to build it it's been super impressive right yeah, and i i i don't take much credit for it being honest uh, <laughs> it, the company is it's just it's such a meaningful brand yeah like the name the the history and the legacy and all that good stuff and and it's it's pretty much a perfect storm of um mark and ludo the, the two co-founders um you know they're they're just brilliant in their own lanes and when they work together they they can do some really amazing stuff and and the brand is a testament to that for sure absolutely well talk about stasic man like obviously they have been making a huge push over the last few years and just it seems like again i don't i don't have any little kids so i've never bought like a little stasic bike but like the product it seems like from what I see, um, making big pushes, making big improvements, and multiple um, products like it, it, there's multiple lines. It seems like, right? Yeah, it's um, it, forever. And I guess the the backbone is still the the 12 and the 16 e drive size bikes, um, and then the 18 and the 20 just launched literally over the weekend. Oh, um, cool. Okay. First week there was, you know, they were bringing um, basically doubling the the skew count if you will and double the, the offering of bikes from just a 12 and a 16 to an 18 and a 20 so <clears throat> which has been a long time coming and a really long time of r&d more than i even truly know about just yet but um i know ryan raglan which is the the co-founder and ceo now is has been working on this it's been a an obvious and um very deliberate sort of next step forward for the brand development um being that you know, they, they sort of, with the 16 inch, you cap out at a pretty young age. And so there's been, now that all those kids came on with 12s and then they grew into 16s and now there's a, a phase of them or um, a group of them that have now graduated and they're looking for the next bigger size bike. So the 18 and the 20 are the, the answers for that. And, um, and it's been, you know, we're, we're only three days in now since they, the commercial went live on Saturday during Atlanta Supercross and, um, and not even a whole lot of people know I'm at Stasic. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm getting blown up by people about how cool it is and how can they get one and when can they get one. <laughs> what kind of deal can it's I get? Really, right. <laughs> it's really, really gratifying to yeah. uh, be a part of something that, just like 100%, be a part of something that um, people are paying attention to and, and, and really resonate with. I feel really bad for muting the commercials now. I saw the Stasic commercial. Like, I've never seen it, but I was, like, messing with Pulp Fantasy and stuff during the commercials. And like I didn't pay attention to be honest, so I had no idea. That's that's on me for not watching it to know that that new liner was released. That's awesome. Um, I've been riding a lot of twenty inch BMX stuff lately. Like maybe I need a Stasic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's twenty twenty inch, um, but definitely more for kids. Uh, Ten. 11. Yeah, yeah. I was joking, but yeah, you're like yeah, six two, bro. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to happen. I, right. any, anything's better uh, than pedaling. But it's definitely the natural progression 
for the brand and then what's next and what people have been asking for for a while now. So. I bet. Um, I, is that a company that's like individually owned or did my buddy TJ who works, who does the show said he thought he had heard that Harley was involved somehow, but I, I don't know any of the background. Yep. Um, okay. And I, I haven't been there long enough to know what, uh, what yeah. my do's and don'ts for. Okay. Yeah. But I, I think it's pretty common, a little bit common knowledge within the industry that Harley Davidson, um, does own it. And Ryan Raglan, which was the, <clears throat> the founder and the brains behind it and started in his garage, just trying to make something for his kid to ride in the cul-de-sac is still hands-on running the business. Um, and he's there day in and day out and, and um, a part of, you know, helping me make this decision. Right. It was, it was all the family, family side of it was the, the idea behind it, why I'm doing it, but then to have, waiting for the right door to open. Cause I, I, you know, I don't want to just work anywhere. Um, right. And the state basic door got propped open and I could see within it that, you know, Matt Schumann, which is the VP of marketing that, that brought me on, um, super smart guy. And I'm really looking forward to learning from him and, and the ability to just like it 100% where I could work alongside Ludo and, and Mark and sort of pick up on the way they do things as entrepreneurs and, um, the way they think and sort of how the process works. I, I, I think the little bit that I know that was enticing to me coming to Stasic too, being able to see rags and, and how he's built this from, he's built a category, right? Like he didn't take, you know, a, a helmet and just make a cooler looking helmet or a better protecting helmet. He created a complete new category for opening the door for getting more kids on two wheels with, with a throttle. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, good point. Yeah, it's really impressive. Uh, smarter than me, Scotty. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of what what one of my questions was. Is like you, you relatively don't really have much competition, and and I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised to see like maybe these big hardware store brands like your your uh, your Toro, your Steel, your um, Milwaukee that have like this battery technology. I'm surprised you haven't seen them kind of join this game. And do you guys kind of plan for any kind of competition to come in, or like which like What's your look, your scope looking like in the next five to ten years? Yeah, I it's coming, right? Like right. <laughs> right, somebody's sure. gonna try to get a piece of that pie. Like And there's been some some stuff pop up. Um some people take some some shots at it from different angles and things, I think. But um it's coming and um I think everybody sees the success that Stasic has had and, and the crazy growth rate that they're on we're currently in today. Um so I'm sure it's coming. Um and we'll just have to sort of check it as it comes and see how we we address it. But I think one of the most inspiring things about the company is that the the vision and the mission and the the whole essence of why you know Ryan and and Matt Schumann that I mentioned and Andy the CEO why everybody gets out of bed to come there every day is very clear and it's it's um, very simple, right? It's it's getting more kids on two wheels with the throttle at an earlier age and then they're getting hooked into the, the power sports industry and being, you know, creating more motorcycle riders that then helps the whole industry grow. And, and on a, you know, a higher level, it's about creating those experiences between the kids and the, the parents, right. From both sides. Right. Me as a parent, I have a, I have a three-year-old and a six-year-old both own Stasics way before I ever worked at Stasic. Um, and giving my kids the avenue to sort of, explore their and find their love for two wheels and then me as a parent have that ability to have those experiences with my kid like that that's what this is all about it's very gratifying to come to 
go to work at a place that that's the mission, right? Yeah, I love hearing that, man. You can tell how excited you are. Uh, do you know, like, overall what your role will be? Like, with 100%, you didn't go to all the races, right? You weren't, like, the goggle guy at Supercross or whatever, no. but still very involved with Supercross and Motocross, a sport you grew up doing and loving and still involve yourself in. What will your role be at Stasic? Like, they're part of Supercross, but will you be going to events outside of dirt bikes? Um, a little TBD. Um, I'm in the marketing department, though. And okay. so I naturally, different events and, and different um, things like that will end up on my plate at some point, I assume. Uh, but there's, you know, there's um, people there currently blocking and tackling and getting through all those things without me. So, yeah. Um, time to figure out sort of where I, where I fit, where I can add value, um, and, and where I can help with my, my previous experience. So awesome. Yeah. So one of our listeners wanted to know if, if, if you had any like special mods that you put on your own kids, stay sick. And if there was anything that you could maybe recommend of like, kind of talking about how the, how, what they could do to modify their current stay sick. You know, quite, quite frankly, this is no, um, this is not, I don't have my Stasic hat on here. I haven't done anything with my kids' bikes other than my my six year old is pretty tall for his age, so I I got the bar riser kit just as a you know taller taller bar and um, you know for the bigger kids trying to fit on the the bikes. So I do have the bar riser kit on my six year old's sixteen, um, and then they both have graphics, and that's it. Right <laughs> Nothing on. else. Um, I'm I know there's people out there with different tricks and things and there's forums out there where parents are talking about how to make them faster and ride wow. you know, different tracks and all different things but um quite frankly I've, I've stayed out of it my kids are totally good with it yeah stock, so i had no stock. idea like that was a thing wow man oh dude yeah, if they can like mod whole... it they will bro yeah i guess so right? oh, I... wow yeah that's cool hell yeah I, I gotta look more into this I, I mean i gotta like i said i got a granddaughter that's one so it won't be long she'll need something in a couple yeah. of years so the 12 then. Both, yeah. both my both my kids rode the 12 while they were still two so before their third birthday both were riding riding the 12 so wow man it's it's so because because it's so it makes it so confidence inspiring for the kid because they they can put their feet flat on the ground and they can walk with it between their legs with it on in the lowest mode and you know they're they're barely barely moving and yeah. then trouble that's cool. Yeah, I got. I definitely okay. I'm sold already. Like, especially now that you're part of it. So, I mean, yeah, I one of our listeners says you need to get your granddaughter one. Well, duh. I mean, I mean, <laughs> okay, the last. I'm just like, telling you what yeah, they I said. Mean, like, it wasn't that long ago that I texted Charles. I needed a. Uh, I needed a code for 100 percent for sunglasses. So I may be like, hey, do you got a code for Stasic? In, in about a year and a half, I'll be like, hey, you got a code? But uh, yeah, and thank you publicly for. Again, everybody knows I'm X Brand, but X Brand doesn't have high end sunglasses, and you you help you help me out with a, a little bit of a discount on some sunglasses that I absolutely love. So 100 percent makes killer sunglasses. So thank you for that. You don't have to do that, and you did, so it means a lot. Yeah, man, no worries. And I'm I'm still uh, I'm working in Stasic, but I'm I'm still a 100 percent supporter and, and rooting for those guys from from the sidelines. Yeah, as I've told you, if if for some reason Rich was to close his doors, I would definitely that's who I would support. It would be. Hundred percent, because you know, a lot for me, and you, I think you know this. Like, a lot of my passion for supporting industries or businesses, are guys that support pulp, because I have a passion for pulp. And you know, when you guys reach out and help him out, that's I want to support you, right? I mean, that's 
any of the sponsors, that's what I try to do. So, but then getting to meet you, uh, very nice guy. Didn't have to be nice to me, obviously. You know, some got some some industry guys are not always that friendly, and you were always super cool. So, yeah, means a lot. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, let's shift gears, man. What do you What do you think? It's been a little bit since you've been in Pulp. Like, how do you feel about the season up to now in Supercross, man? Um, Eli kind of running away with it. Let's go four fifties, man. Like, it, I'm a little disappointed that some certain things happen with Jason because I feel like right. Jason possibly might even be able to be in a, a points lead, but at least it should be a, the points battle should be much much closer. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I last time I was on Steve's show, I you know I I feel like I was a little harsh on on Jason because my my point of view on it's very simple that and he just can't get out of his own way he, True. he makes very questionable decisions and, and um he gets away with them some from time to time which is what leads to him winning races and, and doing well the problem is he he doesn't have a real you know barometer on on when where that line is and when he needs to push it and when he doesn't it seems and so he ends up making you know more than than a couple mistakes that that cost him, and next thing you know, Eli's got a multiple race points lead, and and you know it's kind of a a, a snoozer from that side of things. But yeah. Jason, no doubt, has the speed. Sexton, no doubt, has the speed. Can't you know keep it together like uh, like Eli can for a championship, or you know the guys that we sort of took for granted, the Dungies and the Villapotos and those guys that that just week in and week out ended up seconds and thirds every week. Um, you know, you got guys that are blazing fast like Chase or or, or Jason that, that the inconsistencies are what's killing them. Yeah, do you feel like what we've seen in Supercross will just kind of roll right into outdoors, that Eli will stay consistent, Jason's going to keep making – Jason and Chase specifically will keep making mistakes. You kind of feel like it'll probably just stay the same? You know, I, I, I think so, um, but I think we feel that way leaving supercross every year right and then sort of takes a left at some point and something's different so um there's nothing that i can see that makes me think somebody else is going to step up and and be dominant and and beat eli i think it's going to be the same guys um and i i I have to lean towards the side of eli keeping this together because historically eli's a very strong outdoor rider so he's putting together stringing together this good of a supercross season why why won't he continue it outdoors? Yeah, it's hard hard to argue that. Like, I, I didn't think Eli would be this good um, at all, and I was really surprised. But I, what about the – well, go ahead. I did not either. I was yeah. going to go on record. I yeah. didn't think I, – I thought he would be fine. I thought he would be similar to what he was the last year Same. or so. I just figured um, he'd have to adjust, right? New team, new yeah. bike. It'd take a little bit. But right. I was also the guy that said Dylan Ferrandez was going to win the championship, so I clearly know nothing. Yeah, yeah. that's a tough yeah, I mean, you know, you know what? I, somebody hit me up the other day, like when he, you know, he announced that he wasn't going to come back for Supercross. I was like, well, that's why he's not going to win. Like he would have if if Star hadn't pulled him, he was going to win out. That was my. That's what I. Oh I was standing by it. But Bobby right. Oh. Yeah, did he was like stamping oh, Ferrandez as a as the championship? Like, and then like six seven rounds in, he was like, "Oh, I was just doing that to like test you guys." Was, just, well, obviously, I was joking. Then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. Was, I was very confident. I still like to bring it up. I was very confident that Dylan was going to roll Supercross or uh, outdoors right into Supercross, and I was completely wrong. So that kind of proves what you just said a minute ago, Charles. Um, what about Hurlings and Cairoli, man? Because I'm hearing pretty like high ninety percent they're coming. Yeah, I've. Um 
biggest places I worked. I know there are incentives, race incentives for one of those two guys to do well at races here in the U.S. So um, that tells you anything about, you know, yeah. their planning, but right. the contract revolved around racing some in the U.S. And I have no idea how many, you know, is on the plan for Antonio to do or, um, and I've heard the same rumors about hurlings and I just, I cross my fingers and hope everything we can, we can have that perfect storm of, um, you know, hurlings and, and, and his prime and Eli seeming to be, I mean, he's past his prime, but seeming to be on top form. Is, is <laughs> right. ever. Um, and then Antonio Caroli before he's completely out the door. I mean, man, if we can get those guys pepper in chase Sexton's crazy speed, maybe across our fingers, a healthy Kenny Roxon, Jason Anderson riding as arguably as good as he's ever ridden stacked field. Yeah. <laughs> Defending champ Ferrandis coming back healthy. I hope, I mean, it's, we're in for a good summer if that's the case. Yeah, I, I got to find more budget to uh, make some more races, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> our our outdoor budget's small. That's yeah. going to have to change. But go ahead, Scotty. Um, so this, this is a little bit of a change of pace, but I, Charles, I know you used to work with uh, Tucker Rocky and like Answer and MSR and stuff like that. Did did you have a working relationship with Brad Smith at all? I did. I um, did. And I heard he passed away recently. He, he did, and and uh, you know he was a, he's a local legend around here. He was. He, he, my kid, I'm in between his oldest and youngest son. So I was on his T-ball team yep. and grew up. Oh, he was wow. kind of a legend around here and everything. I just, I just kind of wanted to know if you had a, any good, like working, like good, any good Brad Smith stories, just in remembrance of, of his, of he him. Was wild. He, um, he was wild. He's, he's his own thing, man. Yes, he is. He was awesome. I, I worked super close with him the, um, four five years I was, um, running a pro taper brand and, you know, for people that don't know, Brad Smith was anything cool coming out from Pro Taper. Brad Smith was the the yeah. guy behind the scenes that sort of made it happen. Right? Like, it, yeah. yeah, I would see some yeah. stuff in yeah. his office that he would like. Yeah. I saw like when they first came out with the the brake levers that would bend out and up and down, yeah. and he had like foot pegs that would like rotate. He had the coolest stuff in his that office, Stella, man. Yeah. I think it's the Stella, the the whole shot device Pro Taper has. I think. Yeah, he did that. That was the that, last yeah. thing he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all those things. You know, I. If I had an idea or after me, Parabinos had an idea or Valade had an idea, like Brad was the one that that executed it, figured out how to make it work, how to make it happen, would do the CAD work and engineering and make samples. And then I would test it on my bike or Paul on his bike or whatever. Um, Brilliant guy, super smart. Um, A lot of times thinking so far outside the box that you know, you'd have to sort of reel them in with like, <laughs> man, that is really cool and crazy, but Jesus, we can't have a $9,000 pair of foot pegs here or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but he was so, so smart and thinking so big and outside the box that, you know, he was, he was awesome to work with. And off the top of my head, I don't have, have many stories. I, I remember one year at the indie trade show that um, the young, young kids in the industry won't, won't know what that is, but <laughs> industry saw go to Indianapolis for, a week back in the day and um we were at like a piano bar or something and he you could pay money to get like dedicate a song or whatever and they would put like write your name up on this big whiteboard and he told them like from pro taper and they spelled it out with two p's so it said like pro tapper <laughs> and he got he was like deeply offended was like really bummed out like what the, no they did it wrong like super super upset and i'm like brad it isn't a big deal who cares like <laughs> Nobody in this place knows what it is except us. But yeah, he he's had so much passion for the brand. Like he was like really hurt that they 
misunderstood him or misspelled it or didn't know what it was i guess right probably. that's uh, funny because in his mind like pro taper is the greatest thing in the world like my how's everybody <laughs> not know about yeah, right yeah that's funny that that's sounds great. like brad yeah. Yeah, that sounds like brad <laughs> yeah. yeah charles Good man Hey, I appreciate you coming on. Just wanted to get a little insight to what you were go- had going on and really hope that uh, we'll get to see each other at some events in Texas more now. Yeah, certainly. Even outside of um, where Stasic takes me in terms of events, I'll, I'm sure you'll see me at the track with, you know, I still ride as much as I can. My wife still rides and races. My six-year-old rides a little bit. My three-year-old rode sort of her first time on the track on the PW this weekend. So, cool. Well, We'll see you in Texas at the tracks, that's for sure. Yeah. Are you, are you coming to the free race this weekend? He's still in Cali. Are you still you aren't not here yet? Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm in California for okay. I'm going back and forth um through the month of May till my son finishes kindergarten, then gotcha. I'll be there by early June. So Yeah, Swan's doing a free Everybody race thought. this weekend. Free sign up, free entry. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. Cool. Trey Trey, you know, he does he does well, try to give back, man. And then if you say you're moving into the Fort Worth area and, and Oak Hill, they have like a whole like they built a Stasic track. Like yep. like it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah, Stasic headquarters is um essentially Alito, so that West Fort Worth area. And um I know Oak Hill is the common common stomping grounds for most of the people that work at Stasic that that ride. So. Right. Well, I'm hoping to get back to riding pretty soon once I get that two stroke. Your, so factory, got, your factory edition two stroke? Yeah. Factory, factory edition. Cost you twelve years of hair, or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it co- Yeah, well, it, it'll grow back, man. It's coming. It's already. I've had, had cut it. See, Minneapolis was like what? What five weeks ago? Six? No, more than that. But not that I long ago, know. and I've had to have three haircuts already. Holy shit! They didn't tell you about this investment you were making. That's huh? yeah. Steve keeps like, hey, you owe me. You know, you owe me money for this right. and that or whatever. And I'm like, dude. Like I keep having to get my hair cut, and I, you know, I'm having to use product now to keep it looking nice. Yeah, it's costing me a fortune. All right. Yeah, the wrap up show is gonna have to start paying more. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Charles, man, again, thanks for coming on, man. It's really great to talk to you. It's been a little bit, so uh, really happy for you. Glad that your family's coming back to Texas. That'd be good for the kids, and um, yeah, we'll see you soon. All right, man. Thanks for having me. All right, me. see you, buddy. All right, thanks to Charles Castlew for coming on. Just for everybody, it's Castlew, not Castellew. A lot of people say that. Charles Castellew. Okay, I'll make sure. I said it too when I used to. Yeah. First, when I first met. Well, him. isn't there somebody else in the industry that is Castellew? There's Castillo, Dave Castillo. No, there's, there's a Castle. No. There's like there was a Castellew of some sort. I think everybody just says his okay, name. Okay, maybe way. that might yep. be that might be it. Yep. It, nope, it's Castellew. So uh, yeah, that's a uh, great. Appreciate him coming on. Want to thank Enzo Lopes, Benny Bloss, Charles Castellew. Uh, do we have anything else we need? We to never touch on? did our uh, our what is that? What does that say? The grow your ass off uh, beef. Whatever. Oh, the no, that's the our jerky beef. Oh, of the week. Our, I'm oh, sorry, yeah, our, jerky our jerky beef of the week. Our jerky. Hang tight. The Wageman's family motocross roots run deep. Our jerky is a private label jerky established to support the brothers' racing dreams. Visit er as in the letter er jerky. Dot com to see all the flavors available, like the popular Seven Deuce Deuce Black Pepper Beef Brisket. My favorite, the Sizzling Hot, which that's actually changed. I like the uh, Sweet and Spicy, I think is what it's called now. Uh, but the Sizzling Hot's kicking ass. And the Teriyaki and many more. Use promo code MOTOXPOD21 to save at eatourjerky.com. Uh, the brothers told me that you guys are using that code, so I appreciate it. But order some jerky, get it in here for the races, and enjoy that stuff. But... You, Scotty, have an R-Jerky Beef of the Week. Have I? Yeah, 
Okay, it's I'm not going to get like too crazy with this. They kind of I've kind of already made this point earlier when we I don't know if that was going to be on this actual show or if it was on the YouTube thing, but um the the reintroduction and, and I know it's because it was on actual NBC and they tried to make that real family friendly, but I was I'll just say I was not pl- happy to see Rutledge Wood there. And I know he's probably a great guy and everything, but Dude, he the way his his lack of knowledge for the the sport and the way that he tries to put himself like he he like he's, he's part of it like he's part well no like he tries to sound relevant and he's so far off and it just like as a diehard fan as most of these people that are on our, on our show are yeah like it was just, I don't know it just makes me cringe when I see him I get you so again. One, we know that like I'm probably too nice most of the time, except with my buddies. So when yeah, I yeah, about to say I don't know what the hell you're well, talking about. Like, like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna back always... blast this guy. Like the last time he was on, that he was on Pulp, and he got into it with David Villeman. Like he's just doing his job, right? He does have a passion for motorsports. He's, I mean, he's big in the NASCAR. Maybe he doesn't know all the details about Supercross. He's doing his job. Like, it's not his fault that race... Yeah, and like I said, he's probably a a great guy. Yeah, he seems cool. Like, I mean, I kind of messaged with him after he did Pulp because I gained a little bit of respect because he did at least stand up for himself. Yeah. Even though some of the stuff he said didn't necessarily make sense to us as fans. But it's on NBC, man. As we already said, like, they're taking their guys... I'm not mad at him, the person. I'm mad at the direction NBC NBC goes. And it drives me... Freaking nuts, I totally man. disagree. The, like the beef of the week being with NBC, I'm cool with that because it's the same with Lee Diffie and Todd Harris. They're under contract. So my understanding is when when Superfeld comes and they try to make this contract with NBC, it's like for this certain dollar amount. And then NBC says, well, it's like instead of this dollar amount or whatever, and I may not be explaining it right, but we're going to give you Todd Harris, and that's like a value to us. And you have to use him three races of the season, or you're going to get Lee Diffie. You have to use him at two races in the season. These are our because these guys are under contract, right? So let's say, let's say Lee Diffie, let's say they pay him three hundred thousand a year. Okay, that's his contract, right? But they have to get him into a certain number of events to make that worthwhile, like to make that their that value there for them. So when they get these contracts with like Supercross or wherever, like all right, we got to use him here, we got to use him here because that's part of the contract to make it. I mean, if they didn't use them at all, right, it wouldn't be worthwhile. Right. So that's how they kind of do that, and that's part of the contract with NBC. And then they have Rutledge Wood. Those guys are all under contract. Right. So they have to use them, and and Feld has to agree with that when that contract comes up. I don't think Feld's happy with that personally. Um, I don't really – I don't have any insider knowledge in this. If Feld gives a shit about the sport, they can't be happy with that. Yeah. I I know that Feld loves Daniel in the booth. I know they do. Yeah. It's not their choice to not have him in the booth. I know. NBC doesn't give a shit about Daniel Blair. NBC doesn't give a shit about Supercross as a whole. It's a commodity to them. They don't care about the passion of the sport. So that's why a guy like they don't give a shit that you don't like Rutledge Wood. They, no, they, I know. He's already paid for. They're going to use him. Yeah, I know. It's just like... And, and, he's just doing his job, man. Like, Oh, yeah. It's like not him. Were, it was know, just... If I was under contract with him and they said, hey... Jamie, you're going to go do... We need you to go cover this dog race. I yeah. shit about you're, dog they're racing. Gonna, they're going to do the best I can. They're going to... And, and they're going to... You're going to look 
it's not fair. To, it's not fair that they do that to him because it's outside of his true area of expertise. Uh, if they pay, I bet what he gets paid, I'd I'd be fine. Well, with okay, let's race. let's say this. Would would you? Let's say all right. They're going to pay me to go do this dog race. Yeah. I don't know shit about dog I races. Like dogs. I don't even really like dogs, but I'm going to go cover this dog race. You know that okay, I'm going to go do the best I can. This is my this is what they pay me to yeah. do. But I'm are picture, you surprised? I'm myself a dog yeah, race. oh my god, that'd be hilarious. What the hell is that ugly little dog doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why would anybody but, own a dog like that? So, but would you be surprised if the dog fanatic fans of racing dogs were disappointed or did not no. like you no, for not. the for the poor commentary that you did because right. you had no idea what the hell you were talking about? I would totally understand. Yeah, so that's I'm sure he goes through the same thing, and yeah. I'm sure you know they kind of battled it out on pulp or whatever. But it's just the direct like. We, like when we talked about this earlier, it needs to. We need to separate. We need to get have the the new fan try to get them on Sunday afternoon when those people are watching stuff like that. Anyways, yeah. put an hour program. Those guys aren't watching three hours of this stuff. Put an hour. Some people might. Some, uh, maybe it's rare, but like Joseph Allen, right? The the announcer guy. Yeah, that's how he discovered Supercross in the beginning as a kid. Flipping through the channels and saw, it, I was like, oh, I like this, and he became obsessed. Yeah. Well, so there's more of a chance of that happening Sunday night than yeah, yeah, Sunday maybe. afternoon than, so. than than Saturday night. And I will say it's it's very rare. Shorter like, program, yeah. Make it to those people that are uneducated about the sport, and then give us a real one. Give us a real in depth. Like, like, like it, it just that's the direction the sport needs to go. And I I hope something like that can happen. Yeah. Maybe we just, we just need to do it ourselves, dude. Get anybody? Uh, sorry, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry. I am. Uh, man, Tuesday nights are tough. TJ said Rutledge is awesome. <laughs> well, you know what? I truly hit the button. Hit the button. <laughs> Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Like I don't doubt that he's serious. <laughs> like that's like Rutledge would and TJ would probably hang out. You see, Jason, who do you think that they are talking about? And everybody was like. Hey, it was, I don't know. That's funny. Did we get a winner from YouTube for the? Nobody did. Nobody got it right. No, no. Only one, like one person answered, and then that was wrong. Right. I'm, I'm so frustrated with YouTube right now. I mean, what can you? Really, I mean, they're they're here. We can't Thank really. Thank you for the people that are watching. Not, I'm not upset with you. I just don't. I, oh, and what I what want... Jake was talking about earlier was that they oh. can't find it in the payroll to hook hook me up at a cost with goggles. Yeah, our goggle sponsorship is money. Yeah. The goggles don't come free. I pay for those goggles. I, I, I yeah. knew it. it was probably yeah. something like that. Those goggles are actually speaking mine. for the people here. Like that's my yeah. my side thing. Like all X brand does for us. I could probably hit up Rich and ask for a pair for you, but I haven't done that. But that's, what? Uh, that's cool. I don't want to be that yeah. guy. Like, hey man, um, can I get? Some? Yeah, yeah. Our X brand deal is actually money. They, he sends money so we can go to races. I, yeah. I didn't put in there like uh and three pair of goggles for the year or whatever. Like. He probably would do that. I just haven't done it. Uh, it's, um, it's all good. I'm. I'm not. I'm not trying to be that guy. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Sorry. I'm tired, guys. As I always am on Tuesdays. There's just there's struggle. I'm, t- I'm doing the best I can, man. Tuesdays are tough. <laughs> Late night last night. Up at five o'clock. And yeah, you guys already know. You listen. Uh, and I'm not mad at the YouTube listeners as I think I was starting to say or watchers. Yeah. Just, someone said earlier. I like, want this thing to be like. I want this show. Not. I don't expect it to be on par with Pulp, but like. I feel like at this point, the show's pretty decent. It's a pretty good show. We got good guests. We have good content. I feel like we should have a thousand people on our, following our YouTube, subscribing to our YouTube channel. Maybe they're not all live, but we have like 150 or something, and I freaking don't understand what to do. And 
part of that's on us probably learning the algorithms, but I need our, like our listeners need to be like sharing that crap. If you got Twitter's, if you have Twitter, a Twitter account well, or a Facebook, take the link to the show. I mean, and post you were showing it. me the other Share day, it. the downloads have gone up. The, that screenshot, the one I showed you guys the other day, is that what you're talking about? So, yeah. That's because I posted, I, I mean, I, that was a, what do they call it? That was padding the numbers. I did two podcasts that week. So, oh. so yeah, it looked like we had three times as many listeners, but because I did, I did the Ricky Rackman one and the Kyle Jewett one, and I think we might have even done a show, or no, we didn't do a show that week, but that's why it looked like that. It looks good for sponsors, but the numbers, the numbers are still about the same as they have been. And like, yeah, I would love for our listeners to take the link from the show, from however they watch or listen, and share it. Like, get that out there. Say, hey, guys, my buddies, you know, like, check out the show, dude. They just had Hunter Lawrence on. They just had Enzo Lopes on. It's cool. It's something different. And uh, we need help from our listeners. And I'm not mad at our listeners by any means. I just, I'm frustrated that it isn't where I feel like it should be. So, anyway. Yeah. As far as that goes, again, patreon.com, that's a big help, guys. If you go to patreon.com, sort search the Moto X Pod show, and if you feel the need or the want to support the show, you know, a couple bucks, five bucks a month, that adds up a lot. Um, I mean, every month, you know, we take that money, we put it in an account, and it goes to our travel expenses and doing this sh- so we can go to these races. Um, like I just mentioned, I would love to do some nationals. It's going to be tight right now. So... I don't know that we're going to do that many nationals, but if we get some more patron supporters that can really help us out, we go get content so we can do more shows. I understand that I also need to do more stuff for our Patreon supporters. More. Yeah, I was thinking about that. You know, I've I've mentioned a couple of times that I would like to do like something on my own. And it's hard to find time. It, it is. Well, and I, I just need, well, I would have to get like, who's going to be the sponsor of it. Like yeah. I'd have to work that out and I just haven't done that yet. But yeah. I think I was thinking maybe that's something that, I could add to the Patreon thing where mm-hmm. that's a bonus thing that only Patreons get. Yeah. It's like a, something just added content that you get if you're a Patreon. I posted a couple of the, the articles I wrote. I don't know if anybody Racer paid X. to hear me talk, right. but. Well, <laughs> the articles that I wrote for Racer X are all recorded on audio. That's how I get my inf- my content and I transcribe. So I've taken a few of those and then I've posted the actual audio on our Patreon because there's stuff there that I don't use. So there's a lot of stuff like the 10 minute interview that you read was probably an hour interview audio-wise. Um, and I just did one with Josh Jelly Ellingson, which is Eli's mechanic, was Justin Cooper's mechanic. I'm about to write that up this weekend. I'm going to post that stuff on our Patreon. Unfortunately, there's some stuff I got to go through and cut out that like, hey, don't po- don't post this. And I just haven't taken the time. So I probably have three or four interviews that I can post to Patreon. But I'll yeah. do more, man, I promise. But um, yeah, I don't know. Got anything else, Scotty? Um, so a couple people didn't... I guess that were in here now didn't realize what the question was. So I guess I can give them one last chance or we don't have enough time for them to answer or Do, give them the, give them the trivia and then the send the responses if you're on YouTube. So this, this here's the deal. If we don't get, well, I got to get the answers by tomorrow midday. Okay. Cause okay. like, I don't want somebody to go back and listen to this and then find, and then send me an email. If I get the, if I get an email by midday tomorrow, noon tomorrow, then just email okay. us motoxpodshow at gmail.com because we have no answers right now, correct? Or we no had one, answers? but it was wrong. Okay. Uh, so, so ask the trivia question again. The question for was the Grow Your Ass Off sample pack. Yes. And then email me by noon tomorrow at motoxpodshow at gmail.com. And then, yeah, you guys can. Uh, so this can be to the people that listen yep. to this on Spotify sure. too. So sure. they get, listen to more. Okay. So the question was in honor of the Speedway race that we had this weekend. 
what was the la- the year of the last Charlotte race and who got fifth place in that race? The last Charlotte Speedway race, not including the GP that they did a couple years ago. I'm not counting that. I'm counting AMA race. So that's the question. Noon tomorrow. All right. Yeah, and you need to write down the answer for me because I know you told me earlier. Yep. That way I have the answer. Yeah. Or text it to me. I got you. Uh, okay, guys. Thanks to Cherubies USA, Race Tech, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing. Our, did I just say racing? Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing. Our jersey. We're going really fast. <laughs> Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Moto Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, and, of course, our new sponsor, Grill Your Ass Off. Use that promo code MOTOXPOD. Uh, if you guys like cooking, there's some killer stuff on there. They have some sauces. Keep in mind, it is a small Texas-based company. A lot of stuff might be out of stock right now, and he is working on rebuilding the stock, and it'll be back up. So you can, I think you can even like sign up to be notified when stuff comes back in stock. Killer stuff. I appreciate Jason at Grill Your Ass Off paying for my flights to go to California to ride the YZ250. He didn't have to do that. Nice. Very, very cool that he did that. He was actually willing to pay for a better flight, and then Randy from Michelin was going to upgrade me to first class. <laughs> Jesus. That all came through uh, the wrap-up show. Jason, with Grill Your Ass Off, did the wrap-up show, and he threw that out there on the wrap-up. He's like, hey, man, I want to pay for your flights, and I challenge Randy to upgrade you to first class. And I never reached out to Randy about it. I was like, I'm not doing that, dude. I'll just do Southwest. It's cheap. No big deal. So when Randy was on last week for the wrap-up for 500 he's like, I accept that challenge. I heard it, and I will upgrade you to, to first class. I was like, dude, I just went, I just went Southwest. There is no, no, <laughs> no, uh, no uh, first class. He goes, well, yeah, the only way to upgrade you from Southwest would be to get you into another airline. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I'm good, dude. <laughs> so anyway, thank you to Jason at Grill Your Ass Off. Go hit those guys up. Get some cool stuff. Great flavors, man. I love... The Cajun, the Claymore Cajun. I uh, I made some um, new potatoes. Like I cut them up, diced new potatoes, put them, baked them, and like mm. olive oil mm-hmm. and Cajun seasoning. Oh my god, so good! I'm about to go to steak night. Some burgers. I made some burgers the other day with the Madus. Yeah, kicks. Ass. Kicks my ass. <laughs> kicks, kicks my ass. <laughs> All right, we're out. That's episode two thirty. Right. Later, guys. <laughs>